0: It's
1: a child in the background, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, that sucks. Is that better?
1: Yeah, um, a little bit better. We'll, we'll make do. Okay. Um, cool. Well, you know, this is, I think, our first time actually communicating through um, vocal channels on spaces. And uh, I'm, I apologize in advance because I'm told that my voice sounds raspy and annoying. So. <laughs> that sounds fine. But we'll pretend it's just there. Okay. Well, we'll we'll do that. So, thank you so much for joining me. And you know, the reason I put conversation in the title versus interview is because I really would love for it to be a dialogue. And I know I have I have quite a few questions, um, some of which we'll hopefully get to. But a lot of the things I want to talk to you about are things that you know I think about myself. And in particular, I don't think that things are often so black and white. So even if there are areas that we don't agree on. You know, I think I find it really interesting to hear kind of how you arrived at where you have um, in your thinking about different things. So with that said, you know, I want to kind of start off with a question of when you were in your 20s and you were envisioning the life ahead of you, what is it that you predict? Did you did you think about what it might look like? And is it at all similar to where, where you are today?
0: No, I didn't think anything like that. SpaceX tells Tesla what happened. Um, I, well, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, completely yeah. I in my twenties. Let's see. Um, well, I turned uh, thirty in two thousand one. So uh, yeah, I, I, that was before. Uh, SpaceX was formed in 2002, and then Tesla was really technically incorporated in 2003, but really uh, didn't get going until 2004. Um, So I think 2004 is a more accurate date for Tesla than 2003. Um, And both SpaceX and Tesla, when they started, I I thought both would probably fail. I gave them less than 10% chance of succeeding. Um, But I, I thought if, you know, made quite a bit of money from PayPal. I mean I was the largest shareholder in PayPal so um, and I had about 180 million dollars and it was obviously a lot of money so I figured I'd just effectively just waste half of it on these foolish uh, this foolish rocket and electric car companies and um, and then it turned out they needed basically all of the money so then I ended up giving all of the money to SpaceX and Tesla and some of it to Solar City and um and that's still almost going bankrupt in both cases. so i mean i just really wanted to be involved in technologies that would change the world that was my only real goal
1: well you you certainly did do that um do you think there's anything that people might misunderstand about you
0: no nothing at all I
1: think I detect some sarcasm through my sarcasm what? detector device.
0: No, me sarcasm, me never. I've never. I can think of something sarcastic. <laughs>
1: well, you know, it's it's difficult because I find you know even on the small scale that I've experienced it. Like I, I find it really difficult when people mis- misunderstand something about me or misjudge me, and so I kind of want to correct them. And. Have you sort
2: of let that <laughs> go? Or... <laughs> I know.
0: Um, well, I mean, th- th- there's so much printed about me that I actually don't even, I can't even read it all. But if, if I it would take a large portion of my day to simply to read all of the nonsense articles that are written uh, about me or have been written about me over the years. Um, I mean, I find the regular news, or the, what I call the legacy media, just depressing. And often just uninformative. Or, or speaking of misinformation, it's remarkable how often there is just misinformation or just sloppy information um, printed in what are, you know some of the biggest publications in the world. Um, I mean, the Wall, <laughs> the Wall Street Journal has I think now printed three articles claiming that I'm high all the time, which is really uh, I, I guess a compliment uh, because I mean
1: you are high um, in the skies. So.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, from an altitude standpoint, I'm certainly high a lot. Um, because my I'm flying around like a lunatic, uh, working, uh, by the way, not um, you know going to my yacht or private island. I, I don't have a private island or a yacht or even a holiday home. Um, in fact, <laughs> at one point, someone looked at my flight schedule and, and put it to pinball music. Because I was flying around fast <laughs> around like so I, I just—it literally, my flat path looked like a pinball machine. Um, so, uh, which I think, you know, really, really uh, makes it clear that you, you do have to be at work in person. You can't actually work from home and be as effective. You know, this is some whole work from home thing. Well, if I could work from home, I, why why am I flying around all the time? Um, I fly around all the time because it makes a big difference to be there in person. Um, and I spent, um, you know, I've spent many a night in the factory at Tesla a SpaceX, and um, well, the, mostly Tesla because Tesla's been much more of a, a challenge on the manufacturing front, um, and just Tesla's just in general been much more of a, a drama queen, if that's still a thing one can say, drama king queen, <laughs> a, a drama monarch. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so and
1: should post being Lord, Lord, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's the official title. I, I've heard that said in the media, so you
0: uh, know, it must be true. Drama monarch. I, call it. Um, I like that. So. That's new. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it, it does it does really matter to be there in person. Um, I'm actually on my way to. California for SpaceX and Tesla meetings, uh, primarily Tesla actually. And, um, so
1: yeah, well, it's one of those things where I, I do think like our humanity, I do think we need some face to face. I am lazy and I love working from home, but I also need to see people and bring, you know, you can't really brainstorm with people, not, you know, not face to face. But in terms of like you know you've stated many times that you're a free speech absolutist and you bought this platform in at least in part to set the bird free, and yeah. I, I believe there's even many memes on that. Um, so it's been about a year and a half, and I'm wondering you know through this experience, have you learned anything about speech on social media platforms that surprised you, and do you think there maybe there is a degree of moderation that's necessary? you know, in a private platform for a good user experience?
0: Well, I mean, there has been many things that surprised me. I mean, the amount of um, government control and the degree to which Twitter was acting at the behest of, um, of many officers of the government was a surprise to me. Um, they really were, you know, I, I, in my view, in my view, there, there were many violations of uh, the the First Amendment, um, which I think you're in Canada, but there is, you know, there's no first actual First Amendment in Canada, but there's, there's always nope. one in the U.S. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and the government cannot exercise de facto control over the media. Um, and the reason that amendment was put in place is because people came from countries where you were forbidden to speak uh, on penalty of prison or death. And so they wanted to have the ability to say what they, you know, to speak freely without fear of... Uh, of severe punishment, um, or at least not from the government. Uh, so, so that that was you know that was really a very troubling discovery. Um, and then, uh, I think obviously anyone who watches that, Twitter was was very much uh, controlled by far left activists, uh, very far left, um, and you know it was really controlled by a, a niche ideology that geographically is limited to the city of San Francisco and Berkeley, not, not even, it doesn't even extend to the city of South San Francisco uh, or certainly not even to Palo Alto. <laughs> um, so, 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 you know, a niche niche ideology that would ordinarily be geographically contained was effectively piping that um, what, you know, what most people would consider an extreme, what, what most of the world, 99% of the world would consider an extremist ideology was piping, was, was was popping that to anywhere on earth that would allow Twitter to exist. So, that, you know, that's I, I felt it was it was effectively worm tongue, you know, to the world, uh, and something needs to be done about that. Um, I felt it was it was it was actually a civilizational risk. Uh, so, you know, um, I think if if the United States does fall, that that would be sometimes people think well they'll they'll escape to New Zealand or some other place. It's like that's that's not gonna that's not realistic. Um, Canada will, if the United States falls, Canada is going to become a province of Russia, um, and um, I don't know what's going to happen to the other countries, but they're not going to they, they survive under the protective umbrella of the United States. Um, the United States is the is a central uh, pole, c- central tent pole that holds up the the entire edifice of Western civilization. So. Um, we just have. We have to make sure that the United States uh, is strong, that it remains a democracy, and free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. You cannot have a, a true democracy unless uh, people uh, can say that say what they want to say and can and can learn the truth of things. Because otherwise, you're you're making your vote based on uh, a lack of information or a distorted view of information, and I mean, which can make. The vote effectively meaningless because um, you don't know what to vote on, on what basis to make your vote. So, I think this is something that is extremely important, um, and uh, that's the reason for requiring Twitter and um, and I, I think we do want a fresh start. Hence the different branding and um, and 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 also X is going to be a much broader system than than Twitter, which. It's a name that perhaps made sense when you're doing a hundred, you know, 140 character or short textual tweets. Um, it was, it was, but like words sort of twittering away. Uh, but once you start having three-hour videos and uh, audio, video calling, um, and you know, we'll be launching payments later this year, then it, it the name no longer fits. The, the, you know, it, it would be like naming. A, a company that has a broad range of products, after one product, it doesn't really make sense to do that. Um, and I think also, I think we're, we want to sort of put the, you know, free the bird and let let it fly free and and, and be something else. Um, so, well, and, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So that that's 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 sort of the reasoning for it. Um,
1: but do you feel that maybe like um, having now had ownership of it for a while? Um, you know, you do have some regulations on the platform, um, you know, certain kinds of speech, you know, and they're not all things that necessarily go against the law, right? Like, obviously, you can't threaten someone with violence, believe, but some of the uh, moderation on the platform isn't really to do with things that are legal. Like, where's, what's your perspective on that?
0: Well, actually, the we really should be... Um Hewing as close to the law as possible. Fits the, the, you know, it it would be like naming a, a company that has a broad range of products after one product. It doesn't really make sense to do that. Um, and I think also I think we want to we want to sort of put the, you know, free the bird and let let it fly free and and, and be something else. Um, so. Well, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So that, that's. That's, that's sort of the reasoning for it. Um.
1: But do you feel that maybe, like, um, having now had ownership of it for a while, um, you know, you do have some regulations on the platform, um, you know, certain kinds of speech, you know, and they're not all things that necessarily go against the law, right? Like, obviously, you can't threaten someone with violence. I but some of the uh, moderation on the platform isn't really to do with things that are illegal. Like, where's what's your perspective on that?
0: Well, actually, the we really should be um, hewing as close to the law as possible. <coughs> so, and and really being extremely, I think, reluctant to have permanent bans on people. Um, 'Cause I, I think a permanent ban is almost like a death sentence. Uh, so you know, that that should be a very rare thing. Um, so, you know, it's like like we you know in when we were less civilized as a society, we would you know execute people for minor crimes. Um, or and now we come to the conclusion, well that's that's wrong. The, the crime should put the the, you know people should be you know incarcerated for some period of time but not forever and they shouldn't be executed um, unless it's in a very extreme circumstance so so I think that's kind of what we should be doing um, now that doesn't mean at the same time that you just get to harass other people on the platform uh, they obviously have the ability to to mute mute you I do I'm getting around to getting rid of the, the, the blog but having a a stronger mute. So, so, like, if you really don't want to hear from someone, you, you there's not some way to get around the mute. You can just mute them entirely. <coughs> um, so, but in, in general, if, if we are suspending people for or accounts for reasons that um, go beyond the law, I'd like to know about that. Um, because I don't think we should be suspending people for reasons that. Um, where there's there not a probable legal infraction.
1: Yeah, I guess my thinking around that things, like has changed a bit. So I used to be, you know, I think really much more of a free speaker. absolutist, And to some extent, I still am. But when it comes to private platforms or just my engagement, because I used to I'd respond to anybody, no matter how they said to me, I realized, well, if they're not coming in good faith, they're, like I can disagree with them on what they say. But if they're not coming in good faith, if they're rude, if they're attacking me, if they're disingenuous, like I don't feel like I have a responsibility to, to engage with them, and
0: so you, you don't, you certainly don't. I mean, yeah. and, and if you, you should have the ability to, to, to quite you know to to mute them and and have them not not bother you, um, and, and and you know, and if, if I guess if we do see that there's like a coordinated attack um, to uh, effectively squash free speech of the platform, then that that would certainly be reasons for at least a temporary suspension of the accounts engaged in that behavior, uh, and then, then those temporary suspensions would grow in length, kind of like when you you know you type in your password too many times in your phone, it gives you longer and longer times. You can't just brute force hack it, you know. So we've 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 we have a system now where it's give people a short suspension, then a lot then a longer suspension eventually it's, the, the, the suspension length gets longer and longer if they keep doing it um, and hopefully that serves as a deterrent uh to you know bad behavior but but full but permanent, permanent suspensions re- really need to be a situation where someone is engaged in you know obviously the fraud um or threatening like unequivocally threatening violence um they're doing things that are just obviously illegal
1: do you have enough people you think to be able to handle that or do you foresee using AI to handle, you know, things like threats like things that are in direct violation?
0: Um I don't it's not it's not a number of people thing. I think we need uh, we're all reorganizing the company um, and we are bringing um, like a lot of, a lot of the work is done by sort of contractors in other countries like for English language um, moderation, and they sometimes just don't understand the context of what's being said, so we'll we we'll get um, too many false positives or false negatives where they they should be doing someone a temporary suspension, and they're not, or they suspend someone because but they don't understand that it's an idiomatic expression; they don't actually mean mean that literally. Um, so we are building up. Um, an internal uh, team uh, based in the U.S. That I think we better have have a better understanding of when when is you know when, when does something somebody really threatening violence versus simply a figure of speech. Um, it, it's not it's not a, simply a matter of quantity. It's a, it matters that people understand this, what's what's going on. Um, the also, the, the the whole sort of reporting framework is um, Byzantine. Uh, like the, the whole flow of how um, accounts are reported, and then and then what is done is um, extremely complex and difficult to to understand. Even if you're you know fully uh, aware of say U.S. colloquialisms. Um, so anyway so we're, we're building up an internal team and i think we'll be using that more and more we should help improve the uh, quality of uh, you know of, of moderation but mon- i i always of course it's about moderation you know it's like all things moderation especially moderation um because moderation is often a use of euphemism for censorship um i mean like when 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 you know, obviously when, when, um, organizations seek to engage in propaganda, they naturally use misleading terms because they are engaged in propaganda. In fact, I don't, I don't even really like the name trust and safety as an organization. I mean, that's something that would fit very well in, in a George Orwell. book. So, you know, generally I think, I think it something that would be like customer service or just, you know, not, not, not moderation, um,
2: so, no, it's, yeah.
1: it's true. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I agree with you about the words that are being used. I don't think that they're always in, intended to be propaganda. I think it's something that sort of starts as part of the culture, and then there's this sort of uh, uh, feel like you have to use them. You know, obviously, I've been in mainstream journalism for many years. It's not like anybody's ever said to me, hey, Catherine, you know, you need to use these particular words. But you see them around, and you see what each publication uses. And something that you are sort of taught is that you write in the voice of that publication. And so it becomes more dominant. This new language becomes more and more dominant, and people don't really think so much about, why are we using these words? Why have they changed, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I think there's almost like a tempting fate to name something trust and safety um it's, it's inevitably going to be kind of the opposite you, i think you want to have a, a neutral, neutral term as opposed to something which um i mean if there was a ministry of trust and safety would you would you trust that ministry
1: <laughs> now we're talking for um, yeah I, would, no. I wouldn't
0: trust a ministry called trust and safety in a million years
1: no, no, that's fair. And I think, look, when the whole Twitter files thing came out, for me, you know, I'm comfortable with some moderation, uh, but I'm also okay with not, you know, I think one right could go either way. However, when you have, as a private entity, I think you have the right to do what you want. But when you have government organizations specifically telling you what to do, that, that that to me, like, that that is where we are looking at censorship. Even if they don't say, well, you have to do it or else, there's an implied threat there. But, you know, I'm yeah. looking.
0: Go okay. no, ahead. No, I agree.
1: Yeah, well, I'm. but where I'm sort of struggling lately, you know, people have always said, you know, sunshine is the best in def- um, Disinfectants, you know. As a as a liberal, you know, it was always like freedom of speech is is so fundamental in my very left leaning schools. That's what I was taught, and that was the value we had. And and I still, you know, obviously believe a lot in that. But when we're looking, but when I think about social media structures, right? You have there's a lot of incentives that are for telling lies, and it's not just the media, social media, platform. and it's not just X either it's um, what it is, is is every social media structure and it's humans, right? Humans have a tendency to amplify things. They're sensational, there's incentivized outrage. And so I don't know, do you still feel, considering that is the case, do you still feel that that statement about the sunshine being the best disinfectant still holds true when you have basically, you know, lies spreading very, very quickly. And I know you've tried to do really good you know, I'm 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 a big fan, actually, of community notes. And I think that's yeah. one of the ways, you know, you can help that. But by providing people with more information rather than censoring uh, whatever, even if it's a lie. But do you think that that structure, you know, um, appeals to truth finding, I guess, truth seeking um, in the sense that it's when things are exposed, you should be coming to the you know, the truth should come to the surface. But clearly it doesn't always. Right.
0: Well, I think honesty is the best policy, actually. And um, so, you know, you have to make a choice here. Nothing's going to be perfect. Do you want to err on the side of free speech or on the side of censorship? I think we should err on the side of free speech. Um, And while it is true that lies are often sensationalized and more interesting than the truth, over time, if you have free speech, people can at least get to the truth if they want to. But if you've got human censors, well then you're relying on them. And often they they are wrong, and it becomes a magnet for for activists, for people who in fact want to distort the truth. This is really the problem um, with having uh, moderation, a.k.a. censorship. Is is that those who wish to distort the truth will naturally gravitate to positions of power and in information control? Sorry, are you? Am I? Are you still there?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. No. I... Yeah. So, so. This is what this is what happened at Twitter. It didn't start out with with activists being in control, but it ended up with them being in control. Because that's what they, they literally, you know, it's like the, the, the classic stable, Willie Lerman, why did, you know, why did you rob banks? And he said, because that's where the money is. Um, well, so why, why did the activists go and um, become, in quotes, moderators and censors? Because that's where the influence is. So you can pretty much guarantee that, that's, that it will be a magnet that, that any any kind of censorship or moderation is going to be a magnet for for people who want to distort and control the truth.
2: And in see- fact, that's,
0: that's that's that is what happened at, at, at Twitter. I mean, your Roth literally I believe he actually tweeted that the reason he wanted to be in charge of trust and safety was because he he he, he wanted to he wanted to be an activist. <laughs> like i think he said that publicly he wasn't hiding it
1: i guess that's a good segue into journalism because <laughs> um you know this is something that i'm seeing more um you know kind of came up with i had really great editors. really people who valued proof and, and called me out when i you know, BS in my way and copy and ask the right questions, but I have seen sort of the incentive to go into journalism, especially because it's not a highly paying field, right? So um, so why would you go into it? You either really, really love something about it, or you want to, you know, you want to have a cause. Um, and so this kind of activist journalist emerged. So as a result, I, I do see a lot of issues that we have these days as a result, but um, you've spoken a lot about citizen journalism, you know, and I've I've always been really supportive of the idea of citizen journalism. But at the same time, you know, there is the, the, the sort of mainstream media does still have really good structures for collecting news, has the resources, has some sort of an editorial standard, but it has undoubtedly lost a lot of trust. Do you see you know, citizen journalism as being potentially just complementary. Do you see it as something that, do you you see way forward where the traditional mainstream media can rebuild that trust that a lot of it has lost? Because I still think there's good work that that some journalists do and some publications do. It's just, there's also a lot that I think is fair to criticize.
2: Well,
0: I think actually that um, the legacy media and I think it's correct to refer them as legacy media is really an inefficient way of humanity learning what is going on um, it, it was it was a it, it's a it's a, it's an old technology um, that, that was necessary before you had the internet but is I think fundamentally inefficient um, and if you're you um, are to simply everyone voicing their opinion and the most interesting opinions being surfaced. Um, if you think, just if you say like mo- just model, how, how does the media work? There's a small number of prominent publications that write a small number of articles. They write articles about areas that they don't actually understand and where they're often not there. Or you, they're usually not there and it's a field they don't understand. So even in a best case scenario, you've got someone who, um, this is assuming that, that the journalist is doing their absolute best to write an accurate uh, article about something. They, they, they're still not an expert in the field and they still, in, in vast majority of cases, weren't actually there. So the, the best case of that article is, is really gonna be pretty bad. Um, that's why, you know, if you really wanna understand like, how accurate is any given article, well, when you see an article that you actually actually understand the field, or you know what actually happened, how accurate is that article? It's usually, you read it and say, that's actually not at all what happened. That's usually how it goes. Well, that's true for all the articles. It's not just true for the things that you're an expert in. It's true for all the articles. If instead, we have a, a, a vastly larger number of people who are expert in the field, who are, who were there, or literally are there right now, um, you've got, I don't know, 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 times more sources of information. Um, The the sources of information are going to be more accurate because they're experts in the field or are literally there. Um, And and, and it's just, it's really not something that legacy media can compete with. it, legacy, you think of like legacy media is like the fax machine or, or like writing letters like with a pen and paper um, compared to the internet. Like, like how many people used to communicate by writing letters because that was the only technology available at the time. So they'd write letters and you know, back in the day it was with a quill, quite difficult to write a letter with a quill. And then you'd have a very slow, often uh, you know, your mail would get lost um, but this is literally how the world communicated it was like writing a letter that would have to be then carried by someone on a horse, um, from one person to another. Um, I mean, in the old days, w- when they would declare war, half the country wouldn't even know that war had been declared because they didn't get the mail. So, and um, you know, even even in, in the in the U.S. Uh, Civil War, there were battles that took place well after there was a peace deal signed because they actually didn't know that a peace deal had been signed. In fact, one of the last battles of Civil War, I think maybe the last, was right near our Starbase launch site in South Texas. And they they fought a battle because they didn't realize that that, that the sides had actually declared peace. So that's kind of what you have with some version of that with the legacy media. Um, I would challenge
1: one thing though. Speed is not always, I think, you know, King, I mean, obviously you want breaking news to happen quickly and it's it's important when it does, but, at, and, and I think AI is gonna help to some extent, but the reporting on the ground is really important. But when you go at a really high speed, you also have more chances of getting something wrong, right? So when you have, things travel really quickly and you've got the wrong information. I mean, sometimes that information can even lead to potential death or or people making very bad decisions because they're relying on information that wasn't vetted. And even with journalists, right? Like you see that happening, They might see a source for a story and then they'll copy it and there's broken telephone going around and because it's traveling too fast and people are trying to get it out too fast and they haven't properly verified the information. So I think it's important to sort of keep that in mind, especially when it comes to important stories, right?
2: Uh,
0: yeah, well, I mean, the, the media in, in, is, the legacy media has a shrinking pie problem where the revenue is decreasing, user decreasing. Um, so they're actually desperate to get news out first. Um, if you get news out even a few hours later, uh, you're gonna get much less attention. So this has actually led to a radical reduction in the quality of information um, made by legacy media. Um, But for legacy media, the ability to actually correct things is basically zero. They can technically run a retraction a week later that nobody reads. Whereas the fast news online or like on, on the X platform is corrected immediately. So yes, there may be and often are wrong things that are said, but then they are just as quickly corrected. And the same cannot be said of legacy media that's printed.
1: In some cases it's corrected. Like if the community note, for example, goes through. And by the way, I mean, and this is not just an X situation, right? There's other social media platforms that don't have things like community notes. So I find that things do spread very quickly and there isn't always a mechanism for corrections. and I think, look, uh, community notes is, it, it may be imperfect, but I think there's a lot that it can do and a lot of areas where it can grow to do better on the correcting of information. So I think. And I, and I agree with you that with, you know, one thing that I have a significant issue with is that a lot of times when a media outlet makes a mistake, even if they do correct it, no one sees that correction and there's no sort of accountability. Like I'd like them to publish and say, you know, we've made this many errors this, today and, you know, this month and be really accountable about it to the readers. Cause I think it would also benefit them because it will build trust. Do you see a world where, you know, you you take like one thing that I've really enjoyed on X and other social, well, X, because that's really the dominant platform for me. But um, when there is breaking news of some sort, you can get like really interesting people breaking it down. So you might have somebody who has expertise in a particular area, or maybe lives in a particular region. And it gives me this kind of enhanced idea of what's going on in the news. So to me, I see it as something that the citizen journalism aspect of it or the community aspect of it is something that to me seems like a great potential enhancement to traditional media. And perhaps there is a way for it to work better together. Uh, Do do you see that or do you see social media completely replacing sort of the conventional media format?
3: Well,
0: independent of what I think, what what has actually happened um, and will happen increasingly over time is, is it's, you know, it's sort of like trying to argue that um, people should go from having email back to writing letters and mailing them, mailing physical letters, it's simply not going to happen. So it's not it's not even whether I want this or not, I'm simply describing that legacy media is a legacy. It's, it's, it's an inefficient and very slow Means of, of disseminating information. Um, and, you know, the, the, like, you can, like civilization is, is kind of a group mind for humanity. The efficiency of, you know, each person is kind of like a neuron in a giant brain. And the, the effectiveness of that brain is going to be um, a function of how well those neurons fire, how quickly they fire, how quickly information tra- goes around and is corrected. Uh, and I think legacy media can no more compete with uh, the, with internet media than, than 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 written letters can compete with email. It's simply that's simply just a fact. It doesn't mean that nobody writes letters anymore. There are some letters written, but they are niche, and legacy media uh, is niche and will become even more niche. That's just a statement of fact. It's whether I want it to be true or not
1: i understand what you're saying i feel as though there's certain things that media institutions do better than for example if somebody's just on social media and some people are spectacular right some people produce incredible content they take hundreds of hours to do it so there's always exceptions but if you wanted to report on a story like i know as a journalist it takes me a very long time basically in proportion to how much i'm paid for a story it sort of gives me an ability to spend more time researching it speaking to more sources, really going to the places. So there's certain kinds of journalism where it's like, say, investigative pieces that I think you have a higher chance of getting a really good story that, you know, a publication might invest in just kind of like a movie studio invests in Oscar kind of bait movies, even though it's not a money leader for them. Right. Cause they want, that sort of reputational, they want to be, have that reputation for good movies, same as they want reputation for good journalism. And I don't know how that would translate to the social media point, where people don't necessarily have those kinds of resources, including just time.
0: Well, if, if somebody is if somebody is actually an expert in a field, um, or or literally was there. It takes very little effort for them to actually describe the situation. It's much harder for someone who wasn't there or is not an expert in the field to, to attempt to become at least a slight expert in the field or interview a whole bunch of people who, who were there. Um, that, that, What I'm saying is that, that 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 is no longer necessary. You can now hear directly from world-class experts as on X, it, you, you can hear directly from uh, the best AI scientists and engineers in the world directly from them immediately, um,
1: but that information and in some ways it's good that information isn't filtered, it's uncensored, and at the same time, when you have a good journalist, that person is should be good at discerning, you know who's who's a really. Sp- interesting expert and let's bring different diverse points of views into the story. So it's more than just, you know, one person's opinion or a few people's random people's opinions who might have expertise, but, you know, haven't done like a full sampling.
0: Um, Well, like I said, I I think the debate is somewhat moot because what I'm describing is is simply what is happening and whether one likes it or not. Um, So like I said, um, legacy media is like, like, a written letter, like mailing letters written with a quill or a pen or something, versus email. Um, it's not that there are no more letters, but email is vastly more efficient, faster, um, and uh, that's just it's, like, social media is just an old technology. Uh, I think it's kind of absurd that we print out newspapers still uh, after all this time. Um, and my son Saxon, um, who has often some profound observations in the world um was sort of walking through the airport and saw it was a wall street journal or something that had like you know that that day's date printed on it and he was like wow how did they how'd they know it was today i was like no sex they they print that out every day that they, <laughs> they make that newspaper every day he's like what <laughs> um you know so you can sort of see the the absurdity of from a child like they print this out every day that it's <laughs> says and, and and then and he said, well, they probably just they probably just read the internet and print it out. And I said, yes, that is indeed what most newspapers do. They I simply read the internet <laughs> and print
2: it out. <laughs> that is such a good description.
1: Kids are very good at this, I have to say. They discern things in the most simple, honest <clears throat> way, don't they? Well, you're, yeah, that's you're the,
0: vast, the- The vast majority <laughs> of news is they, so they read something on the internet, write an article, and print, and print it out. Um, <laughs> So that's just the vast majority of news, so-called news. And, and very often it is, in fact, some ex-post that they're writing an article about.
1: Yeah, that's, look, I, I, ha- I certainly have my criticisms. I'm also, you know, a biased observer, given that I am a writer. So, you know, I am a little invested, a little invested in saving journalism in some way though I do think there's ways to move forward that are different than what is now, because it's not working as well as I, I wish it was. But one thing that I noticed, like, so you, you engage a lot on this platform, you know, you are very active, everyone knows. Um, apparently, I don't I don't even want to guess how much time you spent, uh, um, you know, in the golden stool tweeting, But uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> but in terms of One thing that you have is as the owner of this platform and, you know, somebody with a big following is that you can amplify both certain ideas and people. And you do. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of criticism in particular, both about the ideas that you choose to amplify and the people that maybe, you know, might have checkered paths or whatnot, um, when the same point could potentially be made without them. And I'm just wondering, like, how much thought do you even put into that? Do you do you think, oh, I can't take this person because this person is, you know, I'm not going to like not a literal Nazi, but you know what I mean, or or because, or are people like, how much thought do you give this at all?
0: Um. Well, this this, this like may sound sort of esoteric, but. Um, like what I'm really trying to achieve here is to improve the signal to noise of the collective consciousness. So, uh, and and the and the bandwidth. Like you think of, like the, you know, the X platform as being, you know, all these humans, connected in the same way, similar or similar way to to the to a collection of neurons in a brain. Um, you want to improve uh, how, you know, the. Your increase signal, reduce noise, um, and just just have that collective brain be be better. Um, uh, this is why when when you think of it that way, it, it, the absurdity of legacy media becomes apparent, um, because it's slow and it goes through a, a few choke points. The number of articles is tiny. Um, it's just just obviously not the future. So. Um, I, I'm trying to create here, like the over time, a collective consciousness that um, can think more clearly, that can think faster, um, that that can reach more accurate conclusions. Um, that's the goal. Uh, it, uh, it it sounds sort of esoteric, but that is that is what I'm trying to achieve here. Uh, is is a a, a better collective consciousness.
1: Are you trying to move the origin window?
0: Sorry, which window?
1: The Overton? I don't know how I'm, I'm Oh,
0: yeah, 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 Overton. Yeah, yeah. Um, English
1: is my third language. Sorry.
0: Um, English is really a third language. Okay. Yes. We speak quite well. Um, Thank you. What, what are your first two?
1: Well, okay, so I'm curious, like, so for example, you you once tweeted uh, a meme by Colin Wright about how you don't feel like you moved from the left politically, that essentially the left left you. And, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of truth to that because
4: the left has left,
2: you know, especially when we talk about something
4: like freedom of speech, which, as I said before, was a pretty liberal idea now to be more conservative.
1: And... I'm wondering, like, you know, but you seem to be, one thing that you do is you tend to focus more on things that might be associated with um, issues that might be associated more with, say, the culture wars, what people call the culture wars, and uh, not necessarily focusing as much as on things like, say, housing or prison reform or whatever, you know, matter to you. Do you find that is like, is there truth to that? Do you feel like you've moved a little bit as well? And are you trying to shift the conversation at all to somewhere where we can discuss some of these topics more freely?
0: Well, I mean, there's my, my personal account and then there's the company. Um, I'm going to say what I, what I want to say on my you know, personal account. And I said that before acquiring the company. Um, I was the most interacted with account on the Twitter platform before the acquisition. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say what I want to say. Um, not to do otherwise would be um, hypocritical. Um, and I'm not going to inhibit my freedom of speech when I'm literally trying to improve freedom of speech. That's, that would be absurd. Um, however, uh, I'm not uh, denying a voice to those on the left. Um, in fact, I, I don't know of a single... I can't think. At I, I, best, of my knowledge, there's not a single prominent left-wing account that has been silenced, including some very extreme left-wing accounts. Um, so, if, if there if there are, I'd love to know what that we'll, we'll unsuspend them. If, if, if I'm mistaken, um, now, no, but now what we have done though is we've we've not uh, engaged in aggressive censorship of what today is called the right. And I think you know, not that long ago, would have been called the moderate left. Um, so, the, you know, towards the end there, uh, Twitter was really very aggressively censoring anyone on the, on the right, uh, obviously a de-platform sitting, sitting president, um, and, and so you had massive censorship of anyone on the right, uh, you know, 10 times as many accounts on the right were being suspended as, as accounts on the left, and in fact, the, the only reason they were suspend accounts account on the left is when there was an argument between two segments of the left. Um, and would just sounds one of the segments of the left because of an argument between two groups of the left, um, you know, sort of like Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton type of thing. So, uh, you know, so so then you know what, what appears to be, um, well, I guess it's, it's not merely an appearance of moving to the right. The platform has moved to the right because it was put so far to the left before, and in order to properly represent the whole country and ultimately the whole world, you have to be you. You, you have to be balanced. You have to um, allow the right and the left, and, and, and sometimes these you know, definitions don't put exactly into a right or a left. They just you have to allow both sides of a debate to flourish. Um, and uh, previously, you know, previously under the, the prior you know prior, sort of prior censorship regime, um, they they did their best to suppress um, even moderate right wing views. So, and, and like I so said, today's today's right wing honestly is was, was was yesterday's moderate left so um so like i said so it may appear like oh it's moving to the right but all we're doing is is, is being even-handed and, and and enabling a level playing field for, for all points of view that are legal
1: yeah i think and i think one thing is that you've been criticized or the platform's been criticized a lot for having you know certain kinds of speech that people find very offensive and and I, and I think part, I, I don't know, I can't measure if it's higher or lower, but all I can say I, I have personally experienced it. That said, I also think a lot of people from who might make these kinds of comments, they come, they gravitate
4: towards a platform where they feel like they want to be, you know, thrown off or maybe a um, comment that might be, you know, really offensive, racist, or not. So
1: I don't know if it's like the platform's issue so much as it's like, as soon as you allow sort of free speech, a degree of free speech, people gravitate towards that. And that's just human nature.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, free speech, I think is obviously is meaningless unless uh, people you don't like are allowed to say things you don't like. Um, otherwise it loses, it obviously just loses all meaning. Um, and, uh, you know if, if people want to move to an, another platform uh they're welcome to do so they're not chained to the X platform they, they can move in any t- any time or they can dual post or whatever they want to do um so if we do if we do a bad job of you know creating a level playing field or or, yeah, or, or even that that is perceived to not be a level playing field obviously people will leave and um they will post elsewhere um but in fact we have seen record usage of the system um and uh and the numbers that i pay most attention to are the the user seconds as reported by ios and android that's the most rigorous uh assessment of usage you it's easy to sort of write a lot of bots on a pc but it's much harder to do so on ios or and you know ios android so um you know, we're, we're just, we're, we've seen uh, you know, roughly a 20, 30% increase. It's actually roughly proportionate to the decrease in the legacy media, media uh, view. So like, I think legacy media, you know, formerly known as mainstream media, um, uh, saw, I think, a 20, 30% drop in viewership uh, last year. And we saw a corresponding increase. So we're also doing something right. And um, I mean, to me, the, the platform seems very alive. We, we see uh, more and more content creators uh, making, you know, ad- adding a tremendous value to the, to the system in written form uh, and in video, and um, and I think I think it's very healthy um, for in- ensuring um, the, the, the you know that that democracy and, and people's voice is, is heard. I, I think things go very well, actually. Um, so that's, that's my perception. At least I could be obviously, you know, you know wrong, but it's, it's, it seems very good. Um, and I, I, like I said, you know, encourage people on the left or from all parts of the political spectrum to continue to add their voice to the X platform and, and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, rather than be then sort of leave in a half, uh, it's better to rebut you know arguments you disagree with on the X platform, whether right, left, or in the middle. Like I said, I think the whole right-left definition is somewhat arbitrary, but um, you know, to have a, to have a, a healthy debate, uh, vigorous debate, and um, and that does mean that at times you will read things that offend you. Um, in fact, but that's—you should be a thing. It's actually good that I'm reading some things that offend me because that means freedom of speech is alive, and that means that if I say something that offends others, I won't be shut down. That should give me great comfort.
1: Well, it's also good to—sometimes it is good to be offended or offend because it makes you think through ideas a little bit better and wonder, okay, why am I offended? I can, sure why is somebody else offended by this idea i have do they have a point or are they you know or are they just it, right?
0: yeah exactly so you sort of i would encourage people to say it, i mean i i I many times i read things on the platform and i'm quite offended and and i'm like oh wait a second but that's actually you know it's good because i, I should be offended if i'm not reading things that occasionally um no, more than more than occasionally, actually, that I disagree with, um, and um, and that might change my mind once in a while. I think it's important to always you know be open-minded. Um, don't be too sort of set in your beliefs because the odds that you are right about everything are zero. Um, that's why I said if you know like if you believe that everything your political party says is true, you're a fool, frankly, and anyone who does that. don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's going to be things that your political party says that are at least sometimes uh, untrue uh, or inaccurate. And so you want to, you know, take things with a grain of salt and, and don't think of it too much like, like sometimes people think of it sort of in a tribal way where, you know, their political party is like their sports team and it can do no wrong. Um, but, but really, obviously, it, it can. It's, it, it, nobody bats a thousand to use a sports analogy. So, uh, you know, so she'd always be prepared to accept that, yeah, you know, I'm not saying you should change political parties but that your political party will be wrong on some issues you will disagree with them on some issues we definitely and, um, need to
1: be able to criticize these political parties our political parties because that's how they would change right if you don't criticize they're not going to change and, and just one correction there is one human in the universe that never gets anything wrong that's me i'm just kidding, I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah i mean um yeah,
4: you're stunned
2: I mean, because the, the,
0: you
4: agree the, with
0: me. I can well, tell. Um, well, I'm I'm not completely uh, unable to detect sarc- sarcasm. Um, so, or, or <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, I mean, I find as you, you know, the the older I get, the less I think I know. Um, and I, you know, I'd say like. I'm, I'm. I. All the, all I get it, like the the I am about things, um, and the more I realize I was wrong about the this of the other thing, um, and I, like I would encourage people to sort of like so always always try to try to be more open minded as you get older, not less. Um, well, I know you said
1: that you very much you, you know you want to be able to use your free speech. But one thing, your free speech does amplify things. So like, I know that if I, you know, if I write an article, like my my free speech, if I
4: can write it clearly, has more perhaps, impact than just somebody who doesn't have, a speech you have a free speech. And,
1: you know, especially when it comes to something like, say, you comment on a lot of things, like say um, geopolitics, right? Do you feel a level of responsibility that comes with the influence that you hold? Do you, or do you just hold yourself to the exact same standard as any other human on this
0: platform? Well, I, I mean, I try to speak my mind. I mean, I, I try to say what I, you know, what I believe. Um, that is not to say that what I believe is necessarily true. It's going to be wrong to some degree. And if I am wrong, I try to correct it if others haven't already. Corrected it, or community notes is not corrected it. Um, you know, there, there's there's no special um, like I, I don't have the ability to stop a community note on on my account or anyone else's. Which um, is important. Like community notes, all the code is open source, all the data is open source, so you can you can recreate whether any given note will be uh, visible, um, and so you can immediately tell if if I had a thumb on the scale, you would see my thumb very clearly. Um, honest, as as people ask me to get rid of a, of a community note, and I say, "Like, look, I literally cannot get rid of a community note <laughs> um, on on my account or anyone's account." Um, well, you so, get a whole lot
1: of them, so I believe you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a bunch of community notes. So, um, I mean, I do I do post a lot, so <laughs> there's going to be some proportionality to. It's like a batting average. Go back to batting average thing. You're going to have. More um, well, community notes if you post a lot more, uh, you know, um, like you think of, like community notes or rebuttals or, or wrongness as going to be, you know, if you, if you post a thousand things and get ten percent of them wrong, um, you know, you, you've got a hundred wrong things. If got, you know if you post only a hundred things and ten percent of them wrong, you only have ten wrong things. So uh, you you, know, you have to have to look at it. Say how many posts and what percentage of those uh, were wrong, not how many were wrong in in the absolute. um, So I do post a lot. Um, Yeah, but I think generally, I I mean, I think my accuracy is pretty good.
1: Right. Well, and they're your opinion. So, I mean, some of it, I don't think we can say this is right or wrong. I can vehemently disagree with you, which I do and a number of things, but, but, you know, I, 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 there's subjective things that I can't say, you know, you're, you're absolutely wrong and I'm absolutely right. I just believe that I'm always right. So that's, this is another sarcasm. We need a sarcasm detector device. Like, um, don't you have like this company that releases like burnt hair and blow torches? That could be like a sarcasm a sarcasm de- detector. Could be your next uh, gadget. How do you feel about that?
2: I think my ideas. I mean, you, you, you you
0: you actually I think a good AI can detect sarcasm pretty well. Certainly, if it's if it's spoken, it's a little harder to detect sarcasm um, in written form. Um, so, the t- tone usually indicates a sarcastic when spoken. Um, but, uh, my mother has a saying that says, like, every time you're sarcastic, you lose a friend. Um.
1: So. <laughs> that happens to me <laughs> a lot. So. Well, do you think that Grok, because you've mentioned that Grok is motivated by truth-seeking, curiosity. How do you think so it can help? That's the goal. Uh, that's the goal. So how do you think it can help a platform like X. do you think AI can help users be more accurate in what they say? Maybe by suggesting, hey, you know, this thing didn't happen in the year 1968, it happened in 1977 or something like that when it's a factual correction. Do you, do you see it being used that way?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with the release of Grok 1.5, which hopefully is only a few weeks away, um, we'll have the sort of a the ability to do, for, for Grok to do analysis, like there'd be a button that says, Grok, analysis, kind of like Walski analysis, like the Penguin. Um, and, uh, and then Grok can tell you whether these, the sort of, look at the whole thread of, of, you know, look at an entire sort of thread of replies and sum up what, the, you know, it's best guess at what the truth is. Um, and if there are any errors, as well as to help people in creating posts. So as when you're when you're writing a post, if you want um, a bit of help from Grok, from then uh, there should be a button there that helps you craft or check or enhance a post. Um, I think that would be pretty useful. Um, and uh, And then when you do see an opinion voiced, to be able to easily say, well, tell me what the rebuttal to this would be um, and say, you know, say, you know, that that I think would be quite useful. Um, And um, yeah, we'll just sort of iterate towards something that is as helpful as possible and, um, you know, improving accuracy, you know, getting to the sort of as close to the whole truth the truth, the whole truth, and ideally nothing but the truth. nothing but the truth part is hard, but we can at least reduce the amount percentage that is untrue. Yeah.
1: I have a competing product. I don't know if you're aware. It's called ChatGBT. Hello, uh-huh. Elon. I am CatGBT. <laughs> and I
2: okay.
1: kick Grok's ass. <laughs> sure. So it, it's a, it's the sarcastic model of AI. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> but. Um, in terms of like, you know, obviously AI can be used for good, for evil. And I think we're going to be seeing, we're already seeing a lot more deep fakes. I think a lot of video generated content, images, and a lot of that is being used to influence us. And I mean, there's already been so many influence campaigns from different countries. There's been a lot of research on that. And today there's things that we can look at. We can look at AI, you know, maybe the hands, that there's, you know, six fingers. I think that's a very rare genetic disorder. So we can rule that out as being a real human. I think there's a lot of um, ways that we, little tail signs, right? But I think that's going to be, more and more increasingly difficult. So how do you see us navigating this? And are we going to be a society with zero trust because we can't even trust, you know, a picture or video?
0: <clears throat> well, I, I think very quickly on on the X system, if something is uh, AI generated or true, you will see in the, in the replies, if not in community notes, that it is uh, AI generated or not. Um, I, I have yet to be really fooled by you know any any significance. I think the only one that, that I think fooled me was that the which I, in retrospect was a bit silly the, the Pope in the puffer jacket, um, which uh, you know he's not really going to be wearing a puffer jacket in the middle of summer in Italy. You know it's a bit uh, warm, uh, but it did look good. Um, I don't know. I haven't really. Seen, can you think of of some examples of? uh ai generated stuff that wasn't like immediately corrected
1: no i think right now i mean i wouldn't know if it wasn't immediately corrected i think certain things spread for a long time until they were corrected some things were corrected but i think as it gets better i think it's going to be more difficult because social media platforms don't really have a way of say detecting that this is an ai generated you know video or image and so that's something that leaves a lot of room for again falsities and like you know for me you know i want i want people to make their decisions based on as much accurate information as they can even if it's not the same decision that i'm making And this stems in the way i think
0: well that's why i you know usually ask for examples of of some things um like like rather than have you know, one can sort of voice fake fears of what might happen in the future. But, you know, unless one can think of a lot of examples in the present, it, it remains simply a fear of what might happen in the future. Um, you know, and, and if there are concrete examples in the present, then perhaps there's something we can do about it. Uh, I'm just saying that I rarely see some sort of AI generated thing that, that, that it, where there's not an immediate correction in the comments or a community note.
1: Yeah, well, I think this is something that a lot of people in that field are trying to figure out. It is not an easy problem to solve beyond community media but because it's it's going to be hard, I think, to identify. But one thing you said uh, previously, you said, you know, you really want to make X the everything app. And, you know, I, I can see that as being potentially also a way to be less reliant on one revenue stream. So advertising revenue stream, which, which I think supports your, your, um, dedication to freedom of speech, but is there, you know, is there a particular reason beyond that? If that's even the part of the reason is, is there a reason that you want X to be for everything and not just for speech? So
0: to, to, to be, um, mean including video? I'm not sure I understand what you mean.
1: Well, because because I know one thing you want it to be able, you want people to be able to make safe financial transactions on the app. Then you've got Grok who's AI. So you've got a lot of different elements, not just say video and, and spaces and, and text. You, you want it to do a lot more than that. So I'm wondering what the reason for that is.
0: I just think it would be useful. So, if it's not useful, people won't use it. But if it is useful, they will. So, I'm trying to make the, the most useful platform on the internet. And um, yeah, so I think, I think sort of an all in one app is pretty useful. Um, but I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, people won't use it. So,
1: that's your motivation is like the usefulness of things?
0: Yeah. Interesting. And generally, the furtherance of civilization, um, you know, in pursuit of a, a more enlightened future.
1: Do you do you see? I mean, I think a lot of people have lost trust in institutions, and I think not just you know media, but many institutions. Do you see a path forward where people can regain that trust? What what do you think can be done to do that?
0: Um. Well, I think people shouldn't trust institutions, uh, or they should trust institutions proportionate to the accuracy of, the, of what those institutions have said in the past. Um, so, if they are, you know, if they, if, if they, if an institution has a track record of being wrong or deceptive, then the the reputation will. You know, well, that, that reputation is that, that's the reputation they're gonna have over time. Um, and so if any given institution wants to improve the, the public trust they need to be more accurate and truthful and then over time their their reputation will improve. Now it is true that there's an asymmetry here and that uh, you you can destroy reputation a lot it's it's far easier to destroy a reputation for truthfulness than it is to create one. Um, and so so if you if you start, just like any, like for, for products, if a company makes products and the product quality suffers, uh, even briefly, it takes a long time uh, before consumers believe you again about your product quality. Um, you know, like the, the American auto industry had that problem where the quality of cars was just far inferior to Japanese cars in the... Um, 80s and 90s. And it took really a few decades before that perception uh, was of, of American cars having worse quality was stressed. And it's, it might even not, probably not even today, it's probably not fully addressed. So, you know, it's, as people have said, it's, you know, it can take a lifetime to build a reputation and five minutes to destroy it. Um, I think that's maybe an extreme, that's probably an extreme point of view. But Um, it's certainly far easier to damage a reputation for truth than than to create
2: one.
1: No, absolutely, and the problem also with institutions is that to function properly as a society, we do need a level of trust or, or it just kind of falls apart, so it becomes, you know, it's a difficult thing to solve when you lose that trust, regaining it is just incredibly difficult. Also, in terms of trust or reputation, as you said, you know, because I've been researching this for my book, you know, I was one thing that is really incredibly important that because we all have this digital footprint nowadays, right? Where whereas if your reputation was destroyed in the past, you can move to a new town you know, change your name, or move to a new town and and maybe start over, if there were newspaper articles about you, they would sort of vanish in a couple of weeks, and and that's it. And now, because everything is digital, anything that's ever said about you is now forever and follows you everywhere, which makes it really, really difficult for people, um, particularly when they're targeted for their speech, or, or even genuine misdeeds that maybe they shouldn't have a lifetime of suffering for.
0: Um no, I don't know what to I, I don't know what to do about that. It's true that uh, you know what you see on the internet lives forever. Um so maybe people just need to be a little more forgiving uh, you know, if somebody made a wrong tweet, whatever post ten years ago, that you know a little bit, maybe we should just fall on to be a little more forgiving of such things. Um you know, one should some people shouldn't be cancelled for, and, and in fact, for a while there, people were. Mediums were being cancelled for, you know, tweets they did thirteen years ago, um, which is absurd. So, um, you know, everyone has off moments or where they, um, you know, post something. Perhaps they're in a bad, just a really bad state of mind, um, or you know, I don't know. they... I think we should have some forgiveness, especially if, if people apologize for what they wrote, and That's not, you know, but then we should have some forgiveness there.
1: I mean, I will say, apologize if you genuinely done something wrong. You believe you've done something wrong. You never apologize, which is the title of my book. I like, um, if you, I never apologize. Yeah, yeah, well, you never, well, yeah. Well,
0: I don't think
2: <laughs>
0: I don't think you should apologize if if it's something you stole it wouldn't be, would be obviously disingenuous to apologize for something that you aren't actually sorry about. Um, so, but you know, thing, like, what, yeah, you shouldn't be dishonest in your apology. Um, but, uh, I mean, in, in, we're all just human here and humans make mistakes, you know, to err is human. So, um, if, um, you know, sometimes we say things and, in a hurry, or in a, in a, in a like I said, a bad state of mind, or um, without you know necessarily knowing all the facts, uh, but then if you subsequently correct yourself, uh, I think we should accept that.
1: Yeah, I think you people know. often say, "Listen, it's it's um, it's accountability culture," and I think the difference there is, I I think people should be accountable for their words and their actions. I certainly don't think they should be you know unaccountable for everything. However, you know, if your friend said something to you and you believe your friend would be good person and they said something a little off, you would have a little bit of grace.
4: And so people get sort of stuck with the repercussions of a mistake forever and ever and ever and quite disproportionately oftentimes. So
1: that is I think that is a big issue. I think as a society, you know, there should be a
4: path and of like you know, in prison systems, right, um, in prison systems, we have trial and play, but also, you know, in a good prison system, you should have a, a rate of capital and some people of redemption, and you're also to be, you know, the punishment or the sentence should be according to the crime. And so I think if you look at society in the same terms,
1: um, in terms of social grievances, I think it's very similar.
4: I think we'll, we could probably have a similar approach to that.
0: Uh, okay, sure. <laughs>
4: okay, <laughs> all
1: right. You can disagree.
0: I don't John disagree sometimes. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, I'm wondering, um, this is probably a your area of expertise,
4: but I know that people worry about me a lot. I'm worried about gene editing, and I'm wondering, you know, is this something that is a distinction at all? Um, obviously, people so want to make clear that people, you know, what
1: viewers the you know, you are, skin color, I see all of that. Could
4: we be Natalie? I'm sorry, the, the
0: connection is uh, unfortunately a little, I think it's weird, maybe in a Was
1: was Maybe it's me. Can you hear me better now or no? Yeah. Okay. I was just asking about gene editing and your thoughts on that as far as, you know, editing designer babies as opposed to just dealing with health consequences. Like, does that change our um, humanity?
2: Um,
0: well, it takes a long time to grow a human. I mean, it's 20 years, so... Um, I wouldn't worry too much about gene modification. Um, you know, it's and like somebody making super soldiers will take far too long. A- AI is moving at, you know, artificial intelligence is moving so much faster than humans could possibly grow up. So I think that's, that's really the thing to be concerned about, not, not whether we're doing gene editing to make people a bit smarter or sort of make theoretical super soldiers.
2: Right.
1: I have one last question for you. Um, I don't know. And I know I've taken a lot of time, so I don't want to keep you. I don't know if you have any time to take a couple of audience questions. Um, sure. Okay, great. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you one question and, and then we'll go to the a few audience members. So my question is, if you could solve one problem, what would it be?
0: Hmm. Uh, I guess I try to enhance uh, human intelligence dramatically. Um, just if I guess if we could make, make, make Wave Magic Wanna just make everyone like 10 times smarter? I would do that.
1: I quite like this one, actually. <laughs> I actually, weirdly enough, kind of like that answer. Um, Sarah, do you have a question?
5: Thank Sarah you. makes so- fun
1: of me all the time, so
5: she's <laughs> my bully. I, I am, and she's, she's a good person for bringing me up. Um, Catherine asked you earlier about you wanting to make X the everything app. Where do you see X in a year? Um, do you see it largely the same, or will it be a completely different user experience in a year?
0: I, to, I don't think it's going to be completely different, um, but I think we'll, you'll certainly see a lot more features and functionality. Um, I think we'll have audio video calling, including group 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 audio video calling, um, screen sharing, um, and all things that one has come to sort of expect from, say, you know, Signal or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, I, I think we'll be able- Ideally a wide range of financial services and payments and beyond. Um, you'll see a lot more long-form content, a lot more video. Um, as the ability to search within the X system will be dramatically better. Um, the recommendations, um, you know, the sort of four year recommendations are increasingly moved to AI based recommendations that um, just give you content that's far more compelling than uh, than, than heuristics or rules of thumb based content recommendations so what we have what 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 we've been doing over the past uh, year or so is increasing the amount of, of uh, AI that is involved in the recommended for you uh, posts which I think people have generally responded well to I think people most people have found that the the recommendations are quite compelling and they'll, they'll, they'll get more and more compelling
5: may i ask one more um, quick thing oh i'm sorry i cut you off
0: yeah and, and, and tell me if you just i mean tell me if you disagree with anything i would like like have you found the recommendations in the for you to be more, you know more compelling than say a year ago
5: I would say that the for you still needs some work. Um, some of the things that I'm recommended, I wouldn't say are, they would be wasted user minutes, as as you say at times. Um, but I think it has gotten better. What I really liked, and Catherine and I um, used it the other day, we used the X calling feature and our sound quality was great the video worked great it worked better for me than whatsapp or signal do you see people do you see wanting people to use that option more you talked about not using your cell phone in the future and only taking calls on x will you truly do that
0: i'll try um uh, and yeah, I, I will try. Um, I mean, the best way to improve a product is to use it. Um, and if it's, you know, this, I think there's still a lot of functionality we need to improve about our audio-video calling, and, um, you know, that. So I think, like, so, so I'm not gonna abandon my phone number quite yet, but I'm, you know, hopefully, I think I'll be able to just write phone number around the middle of this year and Yes uh, so, um, yeah um, And I, I've been using the X audio video calling um, more and more over the past few weeks um, And definitely things need to improve but it works pretty well as you
6: as you've experienced.
1: Thank you Erin. Um,
6: Hi. Thanks, Elon, for doing the space with Catherine. Thank you also for what you've done for free speech on this platform. I'm one of the private plaintiffs in the Missouri v. Biden uh, censorship lawsuit that's currently before the Supreme Court. We'll have oral arguments on March 18th. Uh, my co-plaintiff, Jay Bhattacharya, I think is uh, one of the scientists that you know. So I appreciate you opening things up with the Twitter files to those journalists. And uh, platform certainly has improved since you've taken over. I have noticed, however, since you stepped down as CEO, um, and I understand why, you've got a lot of companies to run, uh, that Twitter 2.0 has maybe reverted to Twitter 1.8, 1.7, closer to what it was before you purchased it and i also you know my my own reading of this is some of its personnel but some of it is also just uh, machine learning that has been outsourced to third parties and the sort of accumulated um, code that you know you can't exactly wipe the slate clean and and start over with a blank slate um given just sort of the nature of this platform and the accumulated history of the platform. I guess my question for you is what can be done about the uh, about the continued uh, suppression of speech on this platform that is less a function maybe of the current personnel and more a function of old code that has been encrusted into the system. Um, do you have a game plan to sort of clean that up in such a way that um, the, the playing field truly becomes level and we're no longer seeing things like a follower cap based on content that is constitutionally protected speech? I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about, and I will not defend, speech that is not constitutionally protected. But constitutionally protected where, speech, you know, where it's really just viewpoint discrimination, I think Twitter has come a long way under your leadership. I would like to see it go sort of all the way under your leadership, but I understand that's a sure. that's a pretty gargantuan task. And uh, so I'd just like to get your sense of the lay of the land and what more can still be done to make this um, sort of the best free speech platform. Well, it is the best free speech platform out there, but a better yeah. free speech platform. That might, really yeah, that might not be a high bar actually yeah yeah that's right <laughs> um
0: well you, you know uh my, my structure is the team and i i will be to sort of digging into this more uh that I mean i do i do still run product development um which includes the recommendation engine and um you know i'm not, I'm not sort of you know, picking on individual accounts to promote at all but uh ever um but uh rather the just trying to improve the quality of recommendations that people find it um to improve the signal to noise that so you're getting uh, content that you find to be uh, interesting informative funny and and as opposed to you know boring or wrong <laughs> um but, so any any uh, information you can give me that um would help me in that task would be appreciated is, is there anything
2: Sure.
0: Some, I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be a specific, any, any, anything like if you're in my position, what would you do?
6: Yeah. Um, well, just from my own personal experience, you know, once you get a feel for this app, and if you're posting a lot, you, you can sort of set, get a sense of what the algorithm is up to vis a vis your account. And, you know, I experienced a, a really hard and fast follower cap under Twitter 1.0. That really got lifted, and there was a a totally different feel on the platform um, within, I would say a month or two of you taking over and a lot of the firings that happened and a lot of the cleaning house. But, you know, once again, I feel myself under a follower cap and I'm tweeting okay. mostly about censorship and free speech. And I'm focusing my research and my writing mostly on censorship and free speech. And, you know, I, I wonder what is still at work on this platform such that people like uh, Jay or, or me or my other co-plaintiffs in the case, credible doctors and scientists um, who have, uh, you know, credible opinions and, you know, are exercising considerable influence now with this, this case that many believe is the most important free speech case of our generation because it's related to this new media, social media, that you and Catherine have been talking about. And, you know, I can't say for sure why that is happening, but something in the algorithm is uh, putting its thumb on the scales uh, continuously when you talk about certain controversial issues. And that may be old stuff deeply embedded within you know, the, the, the functioning of, of the algorithm. Uh, it may be stuff that's been added since you came on. Um, I'm not a coder. I'm not a computer scientist, although my father was. So I can't tell you exactly what's going on because I don't have access to the code. And even if I did, I don't know that I would be able to interpret it. But I can tell you as a frequent user of this platform and as, as someone who's involved and, you know, in the crosshairs, so to speak, because I'm a plaintiff in a major free speech case. And I've, I'm probably among the plaintiffs, the one who's written and published most about Missouri v. Biden, that, um, that something restarted again after you took over. I don't know why, I, I don't know if it's human or machine learning based, but I, I, I'm really keen to get at the bottom of it and, um, you know, happy to talk to you offline if that would be helpful to try to give you a sense of my own experience on the platform.
0: Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking at your account right now. Um, so... Okay, so w- w- one of the changes we're making that should go live soon um, is is in in the recommended for you. Um, uh, we were over. We weren't. And I think a lot of people may have noticed this. Often there would be from accounts that you follow, but don't interact with. You, you would see almost no no content mm-hmm. from accounts that you follow right. that you follow but don't inter- interact with. Right, that's because we that's because we over we overweighted interaction. Right, um, interpreting interaction as well. You like you like liking or, or replying to an account, and so we're going to show you a whole bunch more stuff that you you interact with. Right, uh, and um, but not, but 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 there are a lot of. Accounts that people follow that they don't interact with, um, they they follow that account for you know, just to learn things. Um, in fact, for a lot of publications, they will follow, say, a magazine or newspaper or, or, or news organization, n- not with the interest, not not with the idea of commenting or liking or anything, but just because they wish to see output from that news organization or from that person. Right. Um, and uh, so we're, we're adjusting the algorithm actually to include um more of things that you follow but, but don't interact with um that should help. Um, and that actually is I probably for some for some content where people are perhaps afraid to comment on it because of you know that this may be problematic for spicy content where somebody doesn't want to say anything because they're, they're afraid that they may be judged right. by saying something or liking a particular thing. Right. Um, so that, I think that should help. Um, so but I think just a, sort of like, if we don't see an improvement in the next week, week or two, just let me know because this should go live, I think, probably next week, but certainly not more than two weeks from now. Um, and that should help a lot of accounts that um, will say interesting things, but where people don't
6: don't often... Uh, interact. That makes sense. Yeah, thank you. That's helpful to know. I'll keep an eye on things. Thanks. Sounds good. I we
1: think uh, we'll go to your voice doppelganger next that apparently Alex Jones thinks is you um,
0: to prove once and for all. Alex Jones thinks, Alex Jones thinks it's, it's me?
2: Yeah,
7: this is part two. You, you've met me at least uh, three times. You're about to die of laughter, aren't you?
2: <laughs>
7: yeah, it's me again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is this is part three. That's <laughs> right. There's nothing. There's, oh honestly, there's nothing better than to hear you laugh this much. Like I can only imagine the kind of stress you're under. So funny. Yeah, yeah, dude. For the past couple of weeks, I've been. I basically. <coughs> oh god, I can't do this.
0: This <laughs> is too much. It's. It's so. Oh my god. The, there's, there's, there's eight billion people on earth. So odds are there's someone who sounds like you somewhere Um, and you are that person.
7: Yes, it gets worse. It it gets worse. It gets so much worse. It gets, worse. It gets so much I mean, worse.
0: I can honestly, I don't believe
2: you're not me.
7: Yeah, that's a theory. You that's are a theory. Me. People think people think I'm legitimately your clone. There's been theories that I that I'm your one of your Neuralink experiments. Can you like clarify that I'm not one of your Neuralink experiments, or maybe I am and I wouldn't realize it? Because that's just vast. How are you, monkeys?
2: Well... <laughs> <laughs>
7: How are you about it? I don't know. Do you, you, How's the test subject? Well,
2: no,
0: no, the weird thing is you even ask questions in the way that I would ask questions. Um, Autism. And, uh, your sense of humor is quite a similar sense of humor. Um, it's eerie.
2: Yeah, I know.
7: I still remember the first time... Oh, God. Oh, God. I still remember the first time... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I, I I, I I still remember the first time when I um I, the first time I found out about you was actually in early 2016, and uh, this is when when I watched uh, SpaceX rocket rocket engine experimentations on YouTube. I was like, man, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. It's going to be next all day. And then a significant other actually showed me a video clip of you and said, hey, bro, this guy sounds like an older version of you. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's here, this guy, look at him. He's talking about hydrogen. <laughs> what, what What do you mean he's talking about hydrogen? I li- I, l- I listened to this and I was like. What the fuck is going on? So this is the first time I realized <laughs> that something's not quite right with this world. Probably is like a bug in the simulation. And even if there is one, I'm pretty yeah. sure I cause a lot of disruption. Recently, as I'm as I'm sure you're aware, <laughs> there's a mass meltdown. There's like an account that's doing rage farming. So like. <laughs> It's it's so good. Like these people, what they've done is they they they're trying to pin on you that you've suspended an account because it targeted it, it did targeted harassment. Well was not suspended. They actually deactivated their account. Now they're trying to do rage farming. Now they're going <laughs> to spread it on the news everywhere. I'd be like, dude, I'm complimenting yourself. It's like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I, I was going to let it happen, yes. But th- then I, I said, you know what? I don't want I don't want the I, I don't want a. Thermo I don't want thermonuclear warfare just yet. <laughs> For media. Like I'm I'm not gonna have that. This it, ever since yesterday, even I do Diablo live streams, everything, it's all over the place. It's inescapable now. It's it's so weird. It, it's it's terrible. <laughs> I like a uniquely well, I mean, case. What I like I mean,
5: are there pictures of you? Like what do you look like? I've
7: uh, seen I've seen a, I've seen a seen thinner version of you.
5: I've seen Adrian. He could he could be your twin, dude. This I mean, I could. Are you serious? serious. What Stop are you all saying?
3: All
7: I could DM you, dude. I could, I could <laughs> dude. I could DM you um, if if you enable enable access. I will tell you everything you need to know. Five minutes. I'll tell you everything.
3: Uh, okay. if, you guys if, you're if you're interested, if you're interested, video with you guys revealing each other. That would be pretty fun. Oh God, yes. Well, no, we should we should also get that guy from China.
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been thinking about this guy. That that would be the weirdest thing ever. That's the holy trifecta. You know the holy Bring trinity. Him there you go. You found it. You have to do the three
3: of you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wait, is is
7: that guy real? Because I, I... that guy, I'm not sure. Is maybe just... maybe he has had some facial modifications. He looks strikingly real. I would say. It may, I mean, deep fakes maybe because the resolution is kind of shit, but. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. There, there, there are various many, um, say, say Elvis, Elvis impersonators out there, right? They would modify their facial structure to, to look like him. So I think maybe we're seeing a, a, a similar case. I mean, they're, they're really advanced down there in China, especially in the medical field. So like, maybe, oh I, I don't know. It would be a really good troll, good for propaganda too. I would do it. Oh boy,
0: you guys. <laughs> yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, that would really trip people out.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's perfect, too.
0: But I mean, but I mean yeah, I mean, I mean, there's 1.4 billion people in China. If you take the person in China that looks the most like me, it probably looks pretty close. Yeah. So,
7: yeah. So, I mean, um, uh, honestly, I have, to, I have to say just, like, to get this out of the out of the gate, I really enjoy this platform. I honestly don't understand why a lot of people complain about it. I feel like it's about how you use it and what to use it for. Like, it may, may, I, I use basically every feature on the platform uh, except for of course community notes and you know some of the newer features like articles and such I don't have access to that um, and I have to, I, I mean I do uh, spaces practically eight hours a day three times a week I do really? yeah yeah wow. all the time all the time it, it's nice I, I like to use it for information gathering and dissemination it's like imagine your brain like a uh, like a machine learning algorithm you just need a lot of data and then you need to curate out of the noise the value. Right, you find the diamonds in the rough. That's essentially what I do. I, and I do this quite a lot. And it's amazing. We find cool stuff out. We cover a lot of events. <laughs> we, we covered your earnings call. <laughs> your mother was in there. And that was so weird.
3: <laughs> wait, well, wait.
0: You talked to, talk to my... What did my mom think?
7: I have no idea. She was just listening in there, just just sitting. And we were having a discussion on the earnings call. <laughs> she was just sitting in there. She didn't hear I mean, me much because I didn't want she, to interrupt she, she, in the conversation. And also I was scared yeah. shitless. <laughs>
0: No, it's really going to trip out my mom to hear you talk. Just like, well, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Um, it. it's because I, I mean... <laughs> sure, why I not? I she might be asleep. Um,
7: how's uh, how's your kid doing? I, I hear he's a little, a little active in the background there. Um, you doing fine?
0: Yeah, I'll, 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 just, I'll just text my mom so she's
5: away. Oh, God, that's <laughs> This would be the oh God, greatest space <laughs> yeah, ever yeah, if you brought like your mother in. Forever. I
0: mean, I'd have to bring her Well, I just texted her. Asked, oh, shit. He
7: said hi. There's a lot no of requests. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, hello there. To bring your mother up. I'd say hello world because I'm a simulation.
5: I'm not sure if I'm going to Hey, Adrian. <laughs> so stupid. Adrian Dittman? Um, Catherine's trying to What's speak, up? but you are the loudest person on stage, my friend. <laughs> That's
7: by design. I,
5: know. <laughs> I
7: have a terrible microphone. It's cool.
5: I don't um, know. But um, Adrian, Elon Jr. over there, be quiet for oh, Catherine. Jesus. Thank you. Sarah, this is why Sarah is
1: uh, you know, loyal. She makes fun of me. She bullies me. But she has my back, which I...
5: But Elon just said that that's my free speech, and I can bully you if I want as long as it's legal. Wait, did you say that?
7: Uh, yeah.
0: Wow. Well, i specifically say bully, but but I guess technically that does fell into the rubric of free, of free speech. I am not See? comfortable um. with this. this not a
1: safe space for me. <laughs> well, I, I know Nora has a question, so well, let's go to Nora, and then hopefully your mom can join and hear um, your doppelganger. Your twenty, your your young doppelganger. I mean, is, it, I mean, is, is it
0: tripping everyone else out yes, too? Yes, this
1: is really funny. It, got,
7: <laughs> it, really, it trips literally everyone else on the platform out. It's so weird.
8: I I'm gonna get yeah. all
9: serious again. Well, I actually wanted to ask about the starship launch because I just read an article that came out saying that they're looking at Cape Canaveral as a potential. Uh, location for the starship launch and i know since ugh, they have to do environmental impact assessment and blah 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 and public comment because it's that's the government for you that that happens in march but do you have any idea or like any plans do you think uh or estimation of when a potential launch date would be and um are you excited like do you have like hopes for the mission and do you feel like we're a lot closer to getting to mars
0: Um, yeah, I think we've, I don't want to jinx it or try to here, but I think the probability of reaching orbit is, is good. Um, probably 80%, 70, 80% with this third flight. Um, it's certainly the third flight, um, is a much better rocket than flights one or two. Um, so, you know, but there's, there's always, you so you can't have too much luck in a rocket launch uh but, but we've got we're, we're getting ready to do flight three probably in about um I think, I think probably i guess the second week of march like normally it's like march 8th we're trying to get it to be sooner than march 8th but so my guess is it happens sometimes in some point in the, in the first half of next month and then, uh, and then flight four is ready shortly thereafter um
9: So how does that affect the probability of success, like in your opinion, or what, what is it about, you know, having different location that may, you know, help with the outcome?
2: Uh, Oh,
0: well, there's there's two things that there's, uh, there's flight three, which is hundreds of improvements from flight two, Um, that just increased the probability of success of flight three. But, but we, and we will establish a second launch site at Cape Canaveral. It's not uh to the exclusion of of starbase in south texas but uh, it's in addition to um so we, we're gonna be launching a lot ideally from both cape canaveral and from uh, south texas and we may at some point look at having a We probably will at some point look at having a third launch location oh,
9: let's go okay, to so you. has your mom responded to the text now that like, can we get back to not being serious oh
2: um, yeah, I uh,
7: not, sent you. I sent. Yeah, I sent you an image of myself, so you know what I look like. Obviously, don't share that around. I don't. I don't quite want that heat yet. There's like a. There's a lot of things that would happen.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you don't. Okay. We we don't don't we don't look exactly the same.
7: No. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you look different from me. So.
7: Yes, there go. different, different, it's kind of like a kind of like almost an opposite thing. This is a relatively older photo. I take a photo of myself now, but I look kind of fucked up. I just came out of <laughs> so I, I do actually do similar things. I uh, manufacture a type of product. And, you know, I, I did some stuff. So I look real fucked up. <laughs> I got, like, All kinds of machine stuff over me, you know, oils and shit. So definitely not a pretty sight. Um, yeah, I'm sweaty as fuck. <laughs>
2: All right. So I have a, an ex-employee
1: <laughs>
7: here. That's one confirmation.
1: I have an ex-employee here, by the name of—he's an influencer on the app. Um, he goes by Kettlebell Dan. You might be familiar with him. Okay. I think he has a question.
10: Hey, Catherine. Yeah. Thanks. Um, great job hosting this one, and good luck on your book. Uh, hey, Elon. Uh, you know, first of all, I love these conversations. I wish more politicians and notable figures would use spaces in this way. It feels like a very casual conversation, even though there's, you know, tens of thousands of people in the room listening. Um, my question for you, you recommended the Culture Series, that people read that, by Ian Banks. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, Great. and I started it in on it, um, and I'm curious, like, you talk a lot about expanding the scope of of humanity, um, you know, to the to the reaches of the universe, and you know, in his book, he really paints a picture of, you know, there's trillions of people across the galaxy, and I think that's maybe a driver for a lot of the technology that he describes in the book. Um, I'm curious if that's influenced uh, the way you think about expanding the scope of reality, and also um, how you would tie that into having children. I have five kids. I know I'm behind you, but you talk a lot about encouraging people to have kids. We can't populate the universe if we stop populating. So I'm curious Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I started SpaceX uh, long before reading any of the Banks novels. Um, so, but I've always been interested in sci-fi. Um, and uh, like the Foundation series by Asimov, um, you know Heinlein, um, really all the, the great sci-fi authors. I, I've read even pretty obscure sci-fi. So, um, and I think Banks is some of the best I think he might be the best, actually, ever in sci-fi, in my opinion. Um, In fact, some of the stuff he writes is so good that I I sort of wonder, is he like some AI in the simulation? But then, unfortunately, he had died before um, I was able to try to reach out. Um, Because the the sophistication of the sci-fi he writes is superhuman. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly think that we want to be a civilization that expands to the rest of the solar system and ultimately to the rest of the galaxy. Um, I think we should expand the, that, that's the sort of the, the foundation of my philosophy is expansion of the scope and scale of consciousness such that we are better able to understand the nature of reality, understand the universe. Um, that's uh, That's what motivates me.
7: You speak a lot about the simulation, as do I. My fascination with it, like, why, why do you always say um, they, that this person may be not the AI in the simulation? You even said this yourself when Grok, you know, spat out a hallucination about what I do, and it said that I'm your twin of some kind. Uh, you said, uh, uh, what if we're just two AIs in the simulation? What, what do you mean with that? There must be deeper meaning. What does this mean to you?
0: Well, simulation theory is a deep rabbit hole, um, but oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the. I mean, the best argument for we're in a simulation. I'm not saying we are in a simulation, but one should just think of things in terms of probabilities. Um, I think the, the thing that is most persuasive in considering the probability that we are. In you know, a simulation is the advancement of video games. The video games went from being something like Pong, which is like two, just two rectangles in a square, uh, very primitive graphics. Not that long ago, only like fifty years ago, um, or fifty-five 56 years ago, thereabouts. Um, you know, in our lifetime, I, I saw I saw video games go from personally saw so it go from very primitive squares and rectangles to photorealistic video games that have millions of people playing simultaneously Uh, and and that's in you know from when i was like five years old to today so then where will video games be in the future they will be indistinguishable from reality in fact you'll be able to render video games at a resolution better than your eyes can comprehend and um, if you extrapolate neural interfaces as well then eventually you'll be able to have simulate an entire reality Um, all senses touch smell everything um you know all the memories all your memories are electrical signals Um, when you smell something even though it's a it may be visceral it is actually electrical signals going, um, to your brain, there's neuron digital, digital neuron pulses. Um, so then what are the odds that we're like, like what, what are the odds that we're in base reality instead of somebody's video game, given that there will be in the future, but like if, if civilization continues to advance, there will be billions, that's more than billion, maybe trillions, of video game instances. Maybe it's video games all the way down, like totals.
7: Until yeah. eventually
0: you have, eventually you have a one bit simulation. <laughs> so,
7: like, like voxels almost, right?
0: It takes a more well, it takes a more complex thing to simulate another thing. So you, I think you sort of have an, 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 an entropic boundary or limitation that you, you can only simulate something with something that's that's more complex. So therefore, simulations will get less complex as they, if you have a, a series of nested simulations. And so eventually, the simulation is just one bit.
1: That's good.
7: On or roll. And so what, what do you think What do you think it's purpose is?
0: Well, it's purpose could be, we say like, well, why why do people play video games? I guess they play video games for fun. Why do people watch movies or TV series? Just, you know, they, they wish to be entertained. You know, why do you run simulations? You run simulations to see what would happen, not because you know what would happen, but you're uncertain. Like, like in, in our reality, we run simulations all the time. You know, at SpaceX, will run many, many simulations, millions of simulations of, of rocket flights um, and, and adjust the parameters. It's called to so bring a Monte Carlo simulation where you adjust. You give it a wide range of input parameters and environmental circumstances and you run millions of simulations to see um, which of those simulations will succeed, which will fail. Um, So we run simulations not because we know what will happen, but because we don't know what will happen. Um, So I think as long as the simulation is interesting, if we are in a simulation, as long as the simulation is interesting to the creators of the simulation, it will continue. So I think what that implies is just don't be boring. Let's have have
1: Brock for a
3: question. Hey, Kat, your mic's pretty quiet. Yeah, I'm Um, having issues with this,
1: but let's just go to you and then.
3: It's all good. We can hear you. Um, Elon, I have two questions for you. One, not so serious. I asked this question to uh, Linda, actually, in a space three months ago, and I thought she nailed it. Um, So my first question is, is a hot dog a sandwich?
2: Um, no. <laughs>
0: if you ask someone for a sandwich and they handed you a hot dog, you'd be like, "Wait a second! You just gave me a hot dog." They probably would say it's not a sandwich because it would not meet expectations of ordering a sandwich.
3: <laughs> now we've solved it. That's exactly it. what... Well, that's what Linda said too. So, I mean, anyone who thinks a hot dog is a sandwich, you're tripping. Um. <laughs> yeah, we,
0: we, we need like that thing from that Silicon Valley show, which says like hot dog or not hot dog. So that shows. we're quite funny, Mike Mike Judge uh, comedy sh- uh, show on
7: Silicon Valley. <laughs>
3: um, the uh, another question. Um, do you have any updates on the uh the Neuralink patient?
0: Um. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to use this uh, to sort of break break major news on on that. but yeah, no Progress is good. Pro, yeah, you know, progress is good. Uh, patient seems to have made a full recovery uh, with no ill effects that we're aware of, um, and um, is able to control the mouse, move the mouse around the screen just by thinking. Um, so. We're we're trying to get as many um, button presses as possible from thinking. So that's what we're currently working on. Is um, you know, can you get left mouse, right mouse, like mouse down, mouse up, mouse, you know, left mouse, you know, sort of left button down, left button up, uh, which is like kind of needed. Like, if you want to like click and drag something. You need the sort of mouse down and to hold on mouse down. And then there's, uh, you know, we want to have obviously more than just two buttons, um, so so we're, we're trying trying to make progress on that front. But overall, it's looking,
11: looking very good.
1: Let's go to a question from Misha.
11: Hey Yuan, um, nice to be speaking with you. Uh, I actually have a question, kind of going back to AI images and AI video. Um, I've seen on like other social apps, them integrating more tools for creators will kind of supplement what they're doing using AI. And I know that X is kind of rolling out a lot of features that are helpful to content creators like articles, which I'm very excited about. I'm wondering if you and you know X overall have thought about kind of developing features within X, maybe via Grok for generative AI Image and video creation, or par- possibly partnering—I imagine not with OpenAI, but maybe something like MidJourney—to make it easier for our kind of art- artists and creators that leverage AI to kind of enhance their content on X. Um, we
0: are in some interesting discussions with MidJourney, and and something may come of that. Uh, but either way, w- one way or another, we will enable AI art generation on the X platform. Awesome. Thank you.
1: And um,
0: I, really I mean, I think it'd be really great for for memes, you know, if you can just sort of like whip up a
11: an original meme. Well, that's what I do. I'm just one of your reply player. guys, Elon, and I put plenty of uh, turtle memes in your replies. A few you end up liking. Okay. So. No <laughs> All right. Sounds good.
1: Is this uh, do you have a favorite meme, Elon? <laughs> Is that it?
2: <laughs> um,
0: try to pick a favorite. Um, actually, I think I cannot pick a favorite without incriminating myself. <laughs> okay,
1: fair enough. I'll let I'll let that one slide. Um, I think Love has a.
0: I a plead the fifth or whatever. <laughs> all
1: right, let's go to Love and then Sarah and then we'll see where we're at.
5: I like all the Elon memes. Is, you don't like all the Elon memes, Elon?
0: But I like them all. I I guess some of them are pretty funny. Um, <laughs> um I mean, I am become meme. <laughs> to paraphrase, um, the guy that you know, the the man. Project.
1: What does it feel like to be a meme?
2: Um.
0: Surreal, I suppose.
5: Catherine will know tomorrow when I meme this entire space. Don't you worry, girl.
1: I am very worried. <laughs> I'm very worried.
0: It's, it's it's a me me me. It's a me meme.
1: All right, Lev. Do you have a question?
12: <laughs> yeah. Um, fascinating Just... conversation uh, tonight, folks. Um, couple of questions. Uh, Elon. Um. Funny enough, um, I actually served um, as a staffer in the front office of the GEC Global Engagement Center um, okay. from May 2021 to May 2022. I thought the timing was important. I actually left um, because I, I was, um, you know, one of the one of the main reasons why I, why I had um, left the GEC was because of all that was happening with X. Um, so. If, if I can oh, connect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, a couple unrelated questions to that, um, not on this space. Uh, what do you think about the idea of profiles having to um, disclose whether they're being paid um, to post content on behalf of a particular candidate or a political campaign? So, you know, there's like a ton of um, X accounts that may or may not have been paid by the DeSantis campaign or the Trump campaign or the Uh, Ramaswamy campaign. Um, Do you think it would be a good idea for the for like those influencers having to disclose that they're being paid? You know, so people know motive.
0: Well, uh, isn't that a legal requirement?
12: I'm talking about like on X.
0: Right, right. Is is that a legal requirement? Like, if I, I think if you're being paid to you know, promotes uh, a political campaign that would count as a political donation. I, I, I'm not sure of the, of the nature of the law here. Um, it, it's
12: obviously very difficult for us to know whether or not someone is right. Yeah. Uh, the implementation of that is obviously it would obviously be difficult, but I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I think it would definitely do do well for transparency on the platform. If there is some way to um, verify whether a post, you know, is, isn't is meant to inform with great motive uh, and, and for free speech or whether uh, a post is meant to like, you know, deceive and is basically an advertisement for a certain political candidate. I, th- I, th- I think that, that, would, that would be great. And yeah, I did want to connect uh, about the GECK, um, you, could you point me in the right direction as to uh, how I can connect with some folks about my experience there um, off the space? Uh-
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, why don't you reply to this this conversation and um, to Cat's account and because um, I'd be curious, because I mean what I saw from the Twitter files was the Global Engagement Center, which most people have never heard of um, was arguably the number one in, in terms of, uh, certainly from a quantity standpoint, in terms of how many accounts they wanted suspended or the amplified, um, I think, might have been like number one out of out of all organizations. So that's uh, definitely concerning. Um, and I and I was at a a friend's birthday party with, with some people who are extremely well read, um, you know, and uh, some of so the smartest people in the world, and they'd never heard of the Global Engagement Center. I was like, yeah, it's in the State Department, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think it's probably not not good um like we should just certainly you know it was, i think it was created the intent of like stopping russian disinformation but i think it's gone it went, went far beyond that mandate is, is from what i can see
1: great um let's go to sphinx and i don't know elon um do you have much time left or do we want to start wrapping this up
0: yeah, I think
1: maybe like another five to ten okay, minutes
4: or something perfect. like that. So let's go to Sphinx. Thank you, Kat. What's up, Elon? How's it hanging?
0: Uh, good. How are you
4: doing? <laughs> good. Elon, I I want <laughs> that wasn't my question, but uh yeah. Um what I'm concerned about um, or interested about what you think might be some um Ideas that uh, X could do uh, to to continue to combat this doxing and um, harassment that uh, goes on online, and I just want to explain one example of harassment, which is people, for instance, uh, writing very derogatory things like the N word, but putting a um, uh, putting spaces in between them. Right, so um, that sort of thing is getting passed, is is getting through the uh, system. And then also it seems like people are openly doxing others um, and they just don't get nothing happening. So what is there as a user you can do and what can the platform do? And I know that you have, uh, you guys are hiring more people in trust and safety. So I appreciate that, but those are my questions. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, well, doxing is definitely against our rules because it inhibits freedom of speech. Um, so accounts will be suspended for doxing, and that includes revealing the real name behind an account, not just just their physical address. Um, uh, so, you know, I guess that that doxing is not strictly speaking illegal, but it is it does impinge upon freedom of speech. If if you know, because a lot of people, if they if they say something, they may get. You know fired or ostracized, um, and so, uh, I think there is value to having a nom de fume. and um, and I, I think that actually, on balance, does more to improve freedom of speech than, than harm it. Um, you will have the downside, of course, that people can then anonymously, you know, um, say derogatory things and whatnot, but uh. I think all things considered, you you, you do want to protect um, accounts from being doxed and um, and, and uh, you know so that that I think I think it's the right move for freedom of speech. Um, uh, you know, for for moderation, as I said, we, we are trying to hew as close to law as possible, um, and just generally trying to go on the side, you know. On, on, the, or on the side of free speech so if there's a the question of like should should the speech if, if we're if it's if it's borderline should the speech be allowed or not allowed we're, we're going to err on the side of allowing it um i think that's the right move um <clears throat> and um and like i said earlier although it's, it's somewhat it may sort of sound esoteric um to a lot of people what i'm trying to do at a high level, is improving the signal to noise of the collective consciousness, and the band, the, the, the bandwidth and the signal to noise, like more signal, less noise, um, to create effectively, to, to create a more effective, a better group mind. Um, I mean, we are already a collective consciousness. It's just, that I think, there's merit to improving the, the quality of the, of that, that group mind.
4: Thank you. I just really quick follow up. I wanted to ask, is there anything that the user that we can do when uh, someone is doxed? And by doxed, I mean name, address, court documents, that kind of thing, really doxed. Uh, is there anything the user can do to help the platform to work with the platform? I'm very familiar with the terms of, of service of this platform, um, and I'm just wondering what we can do instead of just asking you know, X to solve this problem.
2: Well, um,
0: we, we do take doxing very seriously. So if you see doxing, if it's not being reported and I try to at me or something, I'll do my best to take action. Um, like I said that my operating principle is enhancing freedom of speech, improving signal noise of the communications between humans. And um, so I'm gonna try to do things that serve that greater purpose.
1: Yeah, thank you. I I think that doxing is definitely a problem on the platform and I imagine elsewhere as well um, that people are really concerned about. Um, Obviously, some people are anonymous for a reason. And uh, while I I choose to use my name, I think people have all sorts of reasons why they might not use theirs. So I think it's definitely something worth addressing. So.
0: Um, Yeah. And And I, 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 by the way, I. I, I only have um, I I I only really post under Elon Musk. people are wondering, do I have some alt account? I, I do have um, you know Baby Smooth and, which no one ever guesses me. Uh, but Baby Smooth doesn't really tweet post much, and um, and Cyber Gamer, which where I'll I'll post like video game stuff. That that's it really. So, <laughs> and I I am definitely not Adrian. Even though we sound bizarrely alike, <laughs> we'll, let, um, we'll let Mr. Jones
1: know. <laughs> it's very funny.
7: The, um, the the the. Actually, I actually, like your gaming live streams. I'm glad that you actually the thing got me into Diablo. Like, I was thinking, why would you be playing this game? Actually, I I, I find this really interesting because you said it's a major major stress reliever, and I looked into it. and I was like. How could this relieve stress? And I played it myself and I do play it, like I say, almost every single night. I play with a few friends um, and I do stream it. I think everyone should do streaming. It's just, even even if it's just to uh, play around and monkey around, it's nice. I think, I think streaming is really good for this platform. And you got the Diablo yeah. community always posted in there. And I'm glad that you added the feature that I can not only post it to the community, but I can have that same post also be shown to my followers on main page. That's very helpful. That's super, super helpful. So I exclusively post in there, or whatever it's Diablo stuff. Yeah, also the uh, stability of streams is greatly improved. I really like it. Um, the, 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 the resolution is next level. I really like it. it's really good. Um, yeah, also, if you want to play sometime, hit me up. <laughs> uh, 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 I kill things with electricity. <laughs> I, I, I like the Sorceress. This one's, this one's super fun.
0: I think the Sorceress is actually uh, OP right now for uh, if you want to speedrun dungeons. It's kind it's of OP. It's,
7: it's,
0: it's like absurd, so... I think it, it drops
7: these balls of lightning, and it lit, it destroys your PC's frame rate. It's beautiful. As I, I like to I, I like to break the game in that level, like really see what it, what it, really push the graphics to what it can do, and and that's definitely something that does it for me. And besides, it's kind of ironic because I have infrastructure that's run off of solar. So if you really think about it, I mean it's it's a it's 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 a fully it's a fully neg it's a fully carbon negative. Character in a video game because it's powered off of solar on a computer, killing things with electricity, removing carbon. That's my enemies. I, I don't know. That just
0: <laughs> trips me out.
2: Stupid. But I like it. Well, so is
0: that, so is that like joke? Like, uh, video game lights in video games are powered by electricity? Yeah, yeah. So they're, probably, <laughs> they're powered by real electricity, even though they're lights in video games.
7: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's pure as fuck.
5: Your mic is really low there, Catherine. Okay, right there. You're good now. Right there, you're good now.
1: Okay, so um, I think your mom is in this space. Can we bring her up? Can 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 you see her? I'm looking. Oh, Oh, yeah. She's she's
5: May Musk, right? I see her down there. Yeah. Yeah, I see her. I just sent her an invite. Hey, Elon. May I ask you? I've gotten several DMs. Um, from people wanting to ask questions that can't come up, one of them is um, a gentleman. Raz Alert would like to know about um, the thousands of creators, including himself, that have encountered the issue of ad demonetization, seemingly without notification as to why. Do you know anything about that?
0: Um. And so I I, it's hard for me to know about it. Yeah, it, I mean, generally, if an account is posting things that advertisers don't like, we, we obviously cannot force advertisers to advertise uh, for, under those accounts. You know, so it's you know, there's freedom of speech, but we we we, 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 we can't force advertisers to post things. So sometimes people have this strange idea that we can there's, there's some magical source of money, but, but there isn't, um, if, if, if somebody's posting content that advertisers don't want to advertise next to then well, we have to turn advertising off for of that account. Um, that's, that's really what, now no, you no, know, sometimes we'll incorrectly do so. Um, but that's, that's kind of how it works. Um, yeah. You know, so if, if advertisers complain about an account, we will, So enough advertising for that account.
5: So it's advertiser-based, not platform-based. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. That's at least the the intent. uh, We may make mistakes here, but, um, you know, demonetizing or or removing advertising is simply at the request of advertisers. Um, That's why when somebody complains about, you know, when I've received some complaints about so-called demonetization, they... Uh, I say, well, if you can find advertisers that want to advertise next to your content, please let us know. Um, and then usually I get no response. So I'm like, okay, well, that's the problem right there. That, that doesn't mean somebody that people can still subscribe to that user. So They have not been completely demonetized. They, they can still get subscription revenue, but we, we obviously cannot force advertisers to advertise alongside content they do not wish to advertise up to.
5: And one more thing, Catherine, if you don't mind. Um, when will spaces or will spaces be monetized? Like Catherine should be making a billion dollars off this space right now. Um, yeah. Why? When? When do you think or do you think that X will monetize spaces?
0: Well, there is some monetization that occurs um, because of you know uh, some some degree of monetization that occurs. Because the space is saved, and then there's advertising that appears below this uh, the space link, so there's some amount of that that occurs. I mean, to do it real time, we would have to interrupt the space for advertising, just like TV programs. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be great. Like for for saved spaces, we could um, add. Uh, global advertisements periodically. That would be a way to monetize it. Um, I guess you know that's something we can, we can certainly look at doing.
1: Thanks. So we'll go to the best um, of audio, live audio. Hey, Catherine, this is
10: Adam, and I love the space as always. Elon, quick question for you. It's an AI question. So I'm going to be talking with Sam Altman and recording a podcast this coming Monday. And I'm, of course, excited to talk about all things OpenAI and the new sort of technology and news with Andre moving on, but what are you focused (laughs) on with AI within your world at the moment? What's exciting you for AI right now?
0: Well, I mean, OpenAI should be called Closed for maximum profit AI, since that is currently what it is. Um, I came up with the name OpenAI because it was supposed to be open source, but they're not open source, Um, nor is it a non-profit anymore. Um, So I do find it, it's odd that, you know, it is now a maximum profit closed source, uh, entity. Um, and I still don't know what Ilya saw or what made yeah, him react so negatively. So I have some lingering concerns there. Um, I mean, for XAI, you know, we're, we're I think we want to try to create a maximum, I'm actually curious, actually truth-seeking AI. I think open AI is, you know not to overuse the term, but somewhat woke in its responses and and will often refuse to, to make to, to, to give answers or will reply in a way that it seems like it's scolding you for even asking the question. Um, whereas you know we I think we want to be more like Brock wants to be like you know based GPT. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like our default, and also we want to be the, we want to be the, the funniest AI on the internet. And I think we, we might already be there. Um, you know, if you have the choice of using one AI or another, why not use the, the one that'll give you a few laughs along the way. So um, and, and really Brock one, Brock version one is it was done with, with very few people and very little resources. So we got Rock 1.5 coming out, it'll be a lot better. it um, will be able to understand images, um, generate image, images one way or another. Um, so I think, I think we'll, we'll quite rapidly catch up to uh, OpenAI. Um, and I think there's some value to there being multiple players in the AI space. Um, you don't want, it, you don't want it to be, um, just a monopoly or a duopoly. Um, so I think that that's probably good. Um, you know, like that, like we used to have, um, over the, the front of the door of open AI, there's a quote that I was like from, um, Lord Acton. Which is that liberty consists in the division of power, whereas absolutism consists in the concentration of power. So I think to the degree that there is division of power, we have a, a freer society than if it is concentrated. Um, now the 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 table stakes for being competitive in AI are certainly rising rapidly. So it's not like anyone just do world class AI and. You know, using a, a GPU in their basement type of thing. Um, it's it's kind of getting to the point where this year it's probably at least single digit billions in, in, in hardware to have a seat at the adult table rather than the kiddies table. And next year it's probably in the tens of billions of hardware to, to just remain at the at sort of the adults table rather than the kiddies table. So, um anyway, but we will I think we'll we'll try to be we'll try to be a good, a good AI. Um and there's I guess some truth you know, people say like, well I guess an AI is somewhat made in the image of its creator. Well, it's kind of like, Well, in whose image if that is true, in whose image would you want the AI to be made? People should think about that. Let's go to
1: um, Solly's. Sorry, I'm very sorry. I know your name, but I, at this moment I am blanking and all you have are emojis, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 actually, we, we probably do need to add more than simply emojis here. Um, it's hard to divine what somebody's saying just from an, an
5: emoji.
1: Well, she literally well... has her whole name made out of emojis.
5: I think it's so Solly Soz, right? That's the at. Okay. yeah.
13: So my name is Solmaz. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, I removed my name because of what was talked. about. Catherine, thank you. <laughs> um, and now I'm just known as the airport, um, airplane. Oh. Catherine, I can't oh,
5: hear her. I think, I think she's, she's a little bit.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah, that
1: might be it. I'm having a lot of issues with this space in general. There's so, There's so many people. You
5: might want to know. Um, There's so, and yeah. so many requests that I think that it's glitching. Hey, Elon, not Jerome Powell would like to know if you still love his printer.
2: <laughs>
0: well, that printer's going to keep going no matter what. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, how many dollars will it be ultimately (laughs) a lot? Um, At some point, the chickens are going to come home to roost on the uh, national debt. Um, uh, In fact, AI might, might be our only hope out of the crushing burden of national debt that we're building.
5: He did promise to print me a billion dollars if I asked you that question. So, we're going to hold him to it. Or you can...
1: I'm sure that's worth a lot of money. Right? Sarah, so I, much
5: money. Elon, if he does not give me a billion dollars, will you commit... <laughs> Don't agree to
1: anything. Um, this is just
5: my... Will um, you commit to advice. banning his account if he doesn't give me a billion dollars?
0: <laughs> um...
2: yes Yes.
5: thank you (laughs) Ooh.
1: okay this got spicy i am curious to see how that resolves itself now now he has um i'm sorry um printing mr printing press your account is soon to be banned unless you pay up (laughs) i'll take a split yes i do
5: owe catherine Catherine.
1: she owes me everything um (laughs)
0: So wait, is my mom on the call or not? I
1: saw her. Well, I saw her, and I invited her.
13: Atrin, oh, can, can I
10: change She's still here. I can see her down there in mean, you know,
1: the Yeah, so is she not wanting to come up? Because I sent her an invite. It could just be a glitch, too, because I tried try to get you a good science question, Elon, and, and I can't seem to bring that particular person up either. So it might just be a glitch kind of situation. There's like
5: a thousand requests. requests. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're breaking the request list. I'm
13: Catherine King. Sorry. I live on AirPods. I'm in the middle of nowhere right now. So my cell phone or my cell reception is bad. But thank you so much. And I'll make this really quick. I have three questions and I'll ask them quick and feel free to answer in whatever order you want. One, three i'll make it very quick one let's do one Elon, do you have Catherine's book and is it signed <laughs> i
0: swear i
1: have nothing to do with that she, I,
12: I don't i don't think so
0: um okay well you
5: could I,
12: i'm i'm, I'm gonna use my x revenue to get you one that's, that's what i'm gonna
5: do okay <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> wow, okay well we will i will send him a book if should he want the book um i did not know oh <laughs> this was not my she idea. made I'm...
5: me buy the book and you're just sending musk over here a book for free my mom is there.
1: there of course but i'll sign it
2: uh, hello everybody my mom.
14: hello <laughs> oh,
5: there you go. it's elon's mom
14: Yes, and I've uh, woken my dog because we're in New York, and now he thinks I said hello to someone at the door.
2: <laughs>
0: well, have you wait, have you heard this guy that sounds
14: just like me? The the Chinese guy. I am. Bra- I'm bra- <laughs> oh
1: oh. There, god! <laughs> There's another one.
14: <laughs> There's, another one. <laughs> There's another one. Yes, I I, no, did, I did hear that too, and I thought it was somebody else that. Is using AI to there use is your voice. else.
1: I'm trying to bring him back up.
5: <laughs> so we're, I just it, it, him. Yeah.
14: It just it just
7: sounds like
0: an AI voice emulator. Okay. Can we
5: can we do a contest and see if your mom mic check, mic check? can tell the, vo- the you guys apart? <laughs> if you guys, okay, if you yeah. can tell them apart, okay.
7: This is so weird. I can't do it.
5: Was that your son or was that, that not your son? It could be, but he's going through a megaphone or,
14: his... or something. <laughs> Adrian, can you stop talking <laughs>
7: through a megaphone? I'd have to probably, I'd have to disconnect whatever I'm using. To, like the, the, the microphone is like a, it's, it's, it's a weird device. It's like a bone conduction thing. It's, it's yeah, it's that, quite that old.
14: That sound like you. Now that's you.
7: I'm a very early adopter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait. No, that, that was not me. That was, in fact, Adrian.
5: Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> go.
8: My mom can't even Your tell. Your own That's mother crazy.
14: cannot tell you apart. That'll be good
8: <laughs> on Mother's Day.
14: That's a good, good imitation. I don't know how you did it. Oh, that. hell.
7: I don't know how I do it either. I just simply <laughs> exist. That's bad <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's not
0: even an invitation it's i think that's literally just how adrian sounds yeah, every
7: day yeah it's a weird thing it's actually a result of cognitive dissonance i'm actually a, a german and i learned english through the bbc world service and then i learned the remainder of it through social interactions with people in america i, I hung out a lot with you know video games and whatever right and oh, so at yeah. some point i hit this yeah, I hit this yeah. level where I basically mixed all of them together. You have the little bit of the German there, you have the British, you have the American. It, it all kind of mixes together, and then I guess it, it creates this, and at some point, my voice drops. I like guess it's, it's, it's some really weird stuff that pieces this together over time. Because, like, before my, you know, if, if you are a person who has uh, is like, on the spectrum like that, your brain is very unstable in, in the early stages of your life. And so, in order to make it more stable, you need to kind of, like, manufacture your own structure. And and so part of that is language and expression. And so merging all of the all of the abstract elements of the accent uh, of the accent together created this kind of weird thing that then you know helps with the expression of well you know words, right?
14: Yeah, that is true. But I can a bit German when they speak.
7: Also, very good. Can du mich <laughs>
14: can me, I speak ich langsam.
7: Alles, gut, yeah. alles gut. Sehr gut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, really
0: good. What is that?
7: I
1: mean, he's a younger version, you know. You can start over. he yeah. makes some changes. yeah, it's like a blank it's like a blank
14: but sometimes there's a bit of a di- uh, German accent coming out
7: yeah. yeah, yeah you you got the you got the hardcore <laughs> you got the hardcore South African. I know a few friends who are, are South African. Uh, one of them he's a guy who does agriculture. really interesting dude. he does hydroponics. I love this guy. yeah, he's cool. He sounds kind of like he has the exact accent that you have. yeah, it yeah tells me a lot of interesting uh, stories about the country. Yeah. Yes. A lot of positive stuff too, which I really appreciate.
14: Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's good. I mean So what do you think but, now? But,
0: like Mom, how how trippy is this? <laughs> I mean
14: I'm,
7: I was I'm, about, I'm, about to ask that. <laughs>
14: <laughs> yeah.
1: How trippy is this?
7: Are it you really? freaked out?
14: Can a mother tell? Well well, you know, if you keep on talking, I will know I will see where you just go off the accent. Yeah, into a bit of like a bit of a German <laughs> accent. So then, I, then I'll know it's not Elon. But pretty much, you sound yes. like Elon. <laughs> it's it's
2: bizarre.
0: It's like a like an AI voice simulator. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I could do sounds Elon. Like. I
7: can do your earnings calls for you.
14: <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious.
7: You get a particular dry question. Just tell me what not to say. <laughs>
14: <laughs> no, I think that would be very entertaining. <laughs> no,
0: we we thought it'd be quite funny if. It was me and Adrian and uh, that Chinese guy. That (laughs) I still don't know if that Chinese guy is actually real or AI generated. Um, But uh, if he's real, then the three of us on stage could really just be a total acid trip.
14: Yeah, I think
0: Uh, be like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I
14: think it'll be very uh, um, amusing and and fascinating. I think
1: that's a space that should be done, and I think we should have all sorts of impersonators on the space, and and the real people talking to the. Impersonators. I think that would be.
14: Mm, that's a thought. That's what
7: That one right there is one feature I don't like. To soundboard.
2: <laughs>
5: I don't. Elon, oh I did not expect <laughs> Brian of Elon. All people, please, a serious... <laughs> remove the soundboard. soundboard. I beg you. <laughs> Yes. Or at least make In it individually,
7: or, or just make it individually adjustable, like In with this one, right? You can actually, yeah. Let the
0: no, host. The is pretty funny.
7: It is if Ugh. used correctly, yeah. It is not being. Perhaps like that, yeah. No. Uh. Is, no. Well, what what kind of beans did you have?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
7: that's definitely Taco Bell for sure. Yeah, that's Taco Bell. I love how I brought on
0: to be serious and sciencey and this is it's, what we get it's got the toilet, it's got the toilet flushing sound and a fart <laughs> sound <laughs> it's uh, the remix
5: <laughs> and then you had the dog sound.
7: pre-imposed
5: post. is a dog sound there is a dog sound, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's though, a dog sound mrs musk mind. it's the hello. only good one
14: hello yeah and now he's staring at is that a real dog Oh, man, Who's a Derek? Right? I, I, I like the siren. So annoying.
7: Uh. The siren is the worst <laughs> thing ever. It's so beautiful. I had this once in a debate, and I dropped something, and all of a sudden, everybody started spamming the soundboards. It was the funniest shit ever. I wish I had recorded it, but then, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he became he became the druid now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what is that? <laughs>
5: Oh my God!
7: Uh, <laughs> and... You sound like you're inside the starship. <laughs> um. I have to
2: before. This one should be pretty
1: funny. Now you sound like a. Movie.
2: <laughs> yes. This. This is the.
1: This is the helium balloon voice transformer. <laughs> Do you actually have a helium balloon on you right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm using the
2: helium balloon voice
0: transformer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, now I'm back to normal.
5: Elon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Elon, will you... <laughs> sure, back to normal. Can you say, just for Catherine Brodsky's benefit, that this is the best space you've ever been in?
0: <laughs> it's the best space I've ever been in.
14: <laughs> Thank you. Was, it was a Elon. Wow.
0: I mean, it was pretty, pretty fun and entertaining. um And um yeah. <laughs>
2: huh. Catherine,
8: can I ask you? <laughs>
1: And there we went. We went from like a serious conversation to like really random questions to helium balloons, farting <laughs> and music, <flushing> toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and sound alikes. Yes. I mean, well, it's been quite the uh, journey here.
2: <laughs> we really
7: I could do dialogue
1: really quite the journey
5: Mrs. Musk
1: this, is, this was an adventure Mrs. Right? Musk
5: is Elon too old to be grounded to his room for abusing these voices
2: <laughs> <laughs>
14: um, yeah I, I don't think, I think I've sent think him to a room since he was I don't know how often did I send you to a room Elon it's never too late to start very rare and yeah. if I did Never it would be because you had lots to read you were always happy to read so that was fine and then video games was he, a did he ever blown anything up was he a good teenager was he a rebellious teenager <laughs> no he was good but, but he would fall off roofs and out of trees he would fall out of trees yeah
1: how is it a punishment to send a teenager to their to their room they just play video games. They love to be in that room. Yeah, but he was. Who, all, who knows yeah, what else? There weren't video
14: games in his time, really. There
0: was, well, there weren't video games that you could there play in my room. There wasn't uh, a. Tetris? Well, it had to use a TV, so there's only one TV. Yeah. And, and it wasn't in my room.
2: It wasn't in my
1: room. Who had options?
14: Well, you made your own, t- uh, own video game at uh, 12 years old, and when I showed it to the. Un- engineers at the university they said wow he knows all the shortcuts and i thought oh, okay <laughs> yeah
0: well i only had like uh 8k ramp so you know not much to play with. what was
5: the video game elon what was the blast car
0: yeah it's, i mean it's a it's a space video game um where you're fighting an alien fighting off an alien spaceship um like space invaders but more of more of a one-on-one jewel um so, I guess I just played an early interest in space. Um, Some people are like, were you always interested in space? Well, I did. The first video game that I actually sold for money was, in fact, a space video game. So, that suggests an early interest in space. And then you got did you ever...
14: $500 for it, but they didn't know you were 12, but it was published when you were 13. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but then I, I didn't actually have a bank account, so then I... Um, <laughs> I didn't get a bank account. To... But yeah, didn't know I was a kid, so... Uh, did,
7: did you ever did you ever blow anything up?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, I blew up lots of things.
14: Yeah,
7: nice, but he did, nice.
14: I didn't see it, of course, because I'd go crazy if that happened.
7: I think yeah. everyone does that at, at some point in their lives. I blew up a rock once just because it was a bad idea.
14: <laughs> I, bl- I
1: set a fire to a playground. Um, this was probably not a good idea. In retrospect.
5: I can totally uh, yeah. see that. K. I can see Catherine setting fire <laughs> to the playground. <laughs> I, loved, I loved that stuff.
8: Uh, Catherine, can yeah, I talked question I, about your book uh, to Elon?
1: Oh, my God. I feel so bad. Like, very kind of you guys to pimp my book, but uh, <laughs> I feel
2: bad. Well, I myself. think your book, yeah, Catherine, I mean, I I'm think, sorry, I think. think...
13: Like, I'm sorry. That was an opener, and I really, really want that.
1: Right, right. So go ahead and ask your question, and then we'll go to Brian. Okay,
13: thank you. So, okay, hi, Elon. Question, I'm a woman, and um, I'm sure you've gotten this question plenty of times. I've seen you somewhat respond to it, but the Iranian community is wondering why certain accounts that basically sponsored by the Islamic Republic that call for the act of genocide of not just Iranians themselves, but Jewish people and the destruction of the state of Israel. Why are they allowed to be on? That you've mentioned Um, that it's... Like Hominay, because here's the thing. Mm
2: -hmm. People in
13: Iran aren't allowed to use Twitter. I'm sorry, X, sorry. So people are not allowed to use this app. But the government itself actively uses it and suppresses people, especially when they cut off the Internet, when they're doing executions. So we're just wondering what would it take to remove these accounts from this platform?
0: Uh, well, I, um, any accounts which call for, um, yeah, you know, unequivocally call for for violence or uh, death, uh, which is obviously illegal. Um, are supposed to be suspended. So if they're not being suspended, that's an oversight. Um, now we do have uh, what we call a sort of a UN exemption, which is that uh, if 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 a if it's a recognized government, um, you know, let's say the Ayatollah, uh, who is capable is able to say these things at the UN. Then we do allow them on the platform um, for the same reason that the, that we sort of have generally agreed that it's better to have the UN than not to have the UN. Although some may disagree with me on that, um, uh, because you know sometimes you, you want to sort of understand what is their real position. So, um, you know, so if, if people are uncertain as to whether, say, uh, Iran. Oh wants the annihilation of Israel, well, you can just go look at the Ayatollah's account. Uh, He's pretty clear that uh, they do, in fact, want that. So, um, you know, but apart from the sort of UN exemption of um, if, if somebody's a recognized leader by the UN of a of country, um, which means we allow them to come to New York, even if they're under sanctions and, um, you know, say all sorts of outrageous things at the at the podium in the UN, then um, in the interest of facilitating global um sort of a, a, some kind of dialogue we, we, we do allow them to be on the system and obviously if we if we got, if, if we applied a rule of well if, if any politician says outrageous things that, that they get suspended well we'd be suspending a lot of american politicians too um you know i mean lindsey graham keeps wanting to bomb iran and and many other places for example um but we don't suspend him
13: Thank you. I mean, I I understand we just, um, you know, other platforms that have banned them and I understand the situation that a platform such as this would be, but um, when we do see active calls of destruction of of people, you know, and then other people fall along with it, it's somewhat, uh, the question arises of what's, what is, why is a world leader calling the destruction of not only community but an entire country and also the denial of the holocaust itself and so um we're just hoping that maybe something can be done maybe the verification can go away maybe they can be monitored because um they do have a lot of their own employees on the account as well they have around like two hundred fifty thousand cyber battalions cyber army people that do troll this platform and do get a lot of us um, reported and smear campaigns go on. And earlier there was a conversation around doxing, which is very, I mean, we have tried reporting all of these and nothing really happens. And these accounts are continuously uh, going on doxing and smear campaigns, not just on uh, public figures, but on individuals such as myself or others that, you know, our lives can be in danger, our families' lives actually are in Iran can be in danger so I appreciate you taking the time to answer that but I hope 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 that maybe there can be a little bit more structure around that and a little bit more attention to people that for example I know you mentioned a couple of months ago calling from you know a call to genocide of from the river to the sea calls for active suspension and there are people that are still doing This day. So I appreciate everything you're doing. I know that you've done a lot for the Iranian community, but it is an ask from us to maybe try and monitor certain accounts that have large followings that actively put people's lives in danger. Thank you.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, I will look into it. And, um, you know, it's, it's not always easy. Like, obviously, you know, it's easier to. Review things that are in English. If they are in Farsi, it's um, a little, little harder. Um, but uh, d- but the, the rules of the platform are certainly that you know, if calling for the death or destruction of individuals or nations um, is illegal and would result in suspension. With the exception of the UN rule, which is that if somebody is a recognized world leader and can say it at the UN, then we do allow them to say it on the platform. For the same reason that we allow the UN to. You know, in general assembly to gather in New York and and say outrageous things. Um, you know, it's not a not a clear cut situation, um, but probably better than than not having any any contact from them. So, um, all right, cool. Well, I I, should, I think um probably
8: time to wrap this up.
1: Do you mind if we go to a last question and then we'll wrap up? Uh, so, sure.
8: Uh... Elon, <clears throat> uh, this is Brian, Brian Keating, a professor of physics at UC San Diego. I got two physics questions I'm hoping you can answer or chime in on. So, I study the cosmic microwave background radiation, which is the Sorry. afterglow of the Big Bang, which was discovered uh, 65 years, 60 years ago or so. And yep. uh, this radiation is uh, thermal in origin, and we are uh, applauding your efforts in the astronomy community to make the Starlink satellites dark for optical astronomy, but we microwave astronomers who use signals, we're trying to detect this afterglow of inflationary gravitational waves in yeah. Q-band, essentially in Q-band, and um, you know, there's really no way to block out a million Kelvin equivalent signal that you're transmitting with Starlink. I'm wondering, is, is there any way we could work with you in, in, from the South Pole or Chile where our observatories are located to have selective availability or, or some way? because. Once this channel is gone, we'll never get it back, and and this is you know pot- potentially precluding a view into the um, you know inflationary origin of the cosmos. So I know I know it's very important to you, and we're appreciative of the astronomy efforts in optical astronomy, but microwave is a totally different ballgame.
0: Um sure. Um, I I do think long term the, the right place for telescopes or, or really any any photon receiver. Is uh, in orbit or you know basically space, so you don't have um, sure. interference interference from Earth. And and as you know, as Starship um, starts launching, we can put up some pretty big telescopes or photon we receivers. Have, yeah,
8: uh, ten meter diameter telescopes so pretty hard to put, and they they don't really unfold the way that Webb would, but. Um, I mean, I think it would be something that, you know, selective availability, you know, I'm basically blanking it over the South Pole. We only have two locations on Earth where we would need to have it unobstructed.
0: Okay. Um, is there someone... When you can, say, like, basically just stuff stop, stop transmitting just over these... Um,
8: yeah, rest- the two rest- observatories, yeah. yeah in the Atacama Desert in Chile at 17,000 feet and the South Pole, Antarctica, which is, um, you know, Place we'd uh, love to take you. By the way, um, Simon's Observatory. Jim Simon's uh, funded it, and the NASA Science Foundation funds the South Pole Observatory called Bicep. Um, <clears throat> and then I, I ha- oh yeah. So if you if you have any resources yeah. you could put me in touch with, that would be really appreciated.
0: Um, yeah. I I mean I I'll, I'll talk to the song team about this. I have a I mean we have a technical um, update every week. Um, so I'll ask about um, any obscuration in um, microwave spectrum um, in Atacama and uh, Antarctica. Um, so are yeah, we, we don't wish to in any way impede the progress of science.
8: That would be awesome. Thank you, Elon. I have one more question just related to physics and AI um, and related to Catherine's book, which brought us all here together tonight. So Catherine, uh, congratulations, Mazel tov, on the book. Um, So the book's called No Apologies. One of the things I hate most about chat GPT, woke GPT, is, you know, (laughs) you'll ask it some question. I'll say, you know, what did Brian Keating write? And I'll say, you know, losing the Nobel Prize, correct, you know, into the impossible, correct. And then I'll say, a brief history of time. No, that's not correct. And I'll say, no, that's not right. I didn't write. That's Stephen Hawking. And (laughs) then I'll say, I apologize. I apologize. I hate that. I hate the, I, I want the Catherine Brodsky, no apologies. But but it made me think about a true Turing test, and I want to get your opinion on I've asked Nick Bostrom and David Chalmers and the greatest ideas and thinkers, Peter Diamandis, our mutual friend. I said, um, do you know what Einstein called his happiest thought, Elon, that gave him shivers and, and titillated him? Do you know what he said that was? <laughs> no. He said, it's, it's PG, don't worry. <laughs> he, said, uh, <laughs> he said it was uh, that an observer in free fall would experience no gravitational force. And it made me think, because to what extent could a computer or some silicon or even quantum computer, could it even have either a happiest thought or B, experience... The sensation, a visceral sensation of freefall. So I'm wondering if you could propose another, you know, kind of Turing test, a, a different de- definition of AGI, which would be actually coming up with new laws of physics or new complete paradigms of physics, rather than just, you know, physics is the base layer of reality. I mean, you always quote, right. quote that, right? So, what to what extent could we could we redefine AI as when it becomes generally intelligent when it can experience happy thoughts? Freefall and other things like that, so curious about your thoughts
2: Thanks.
0: well, I think you can certainly uh, have AI that would think it's in a, would not realize it's in a simulation, which may be the case for us right now um, and that would have a you know a true physics engine and and fall in a way that a human would fall and thus experience sensations in the same way. Um, I mean, I do think about, I do think there are some, the simulation hypothesis uh, does explain some elements of quantum mechanics, uh, such as, um, you know, only collapsing the probability distribution uh, when you look at something. Like, wh- why would something be only true when you look at it? Well, if it's if it's rendering in real time, then that's actually how a video game works. Um, like, if you're in, in a video, like, just say you're in World of Warcraft or something, and you walk through a forest, and uh, there's a a rat. W- 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 and a rat appears, but before that, was there a rat or not a rat? There was only a probability of a rat. Um, so, the, and the rat only became real when you when you looked in that direction. That collapsed the probability space, and a rat appeared. So, so I think simulation theory actually explains a lot of things that seem quite mysterious. This sort of as cat situation. Um, but it yeah, requires think, infinite,
8: the, infinite compute, right? Because they could always say, "Who simulates the simulator?" It's
0: part of an it, infinite it, regress, right? It, it it does beg the question of where's is, where's is the simulator running? Yeah. Um, and um, and it may be that, that that you have a whole series of nested simulations, um, but at some point there is the unsimulated thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. um,
8: <laughs> but but ultimately the physical reality. I mean, all these things are going to be running on a rocky planet somewhere, right? That doesn't have infinite copper. Doesn't have infinite mineral density to retrieve. So I mean, there are planetary limits to growth, as you know the Club of Rome would call it. Um, don't those provide? I mean, you can't imagine you know changing the physical reality of an Earth-like planet. You know, you can't imagine these simulations running on something very different from an Earth-like planet. It's not going to run on a Boltzmann brain. So, at some level, it needs physical reality. And so, again, you can't break the laws of physics. So, how does it get around the planetary resource problem? You can't make an infinite number of, pl- of paper clips on a finite planet. Well,
0: I-, I don't know if you'd really need that much... Um, I can it's, it's not really... Like, like, the universe may seem infinite to us, but frankly, if I was creating a simulation of this reality... I would you know I would put the stars far enough away that we do not have to simulate the, the details of the planets. And in fact that is the situation. Um, so you really just have to simulate with high fidelity what is observed on our planet. Um as much a much easier task than trying to simulate world reality. Um and and I I, I sort of you know, joking that um, you know, when the James Webb telescope went up that maybe um the reason for the delays was that the, the simulators needed to bring more computers online um, because now that we could see further, they needed to improve the, the fidelity of their simulation. Um, so, the, like their equivalent of Amazon Web Services or something. I'd
14: like to add that I don't think German Elon Voice could answer in the same way as Elon did. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, there's a, there's a gap. There's a gap. There's a huge knowledge gap. He's older than me.
1: <laughs> there's a difference in the simulations, you know? Like, you know, they're not exact. There's uh, irregularities. They don't quite
0: match up.
7: I think there needs to be. And I'm... It's like art.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, if, I, if I wasn't at least well, pretty good at physics, to... then I, the rockets would explode and the cars wouldn't work. Um, mm-hmm. Because f- physics is a very harsh judge. I mean, I like to say that... Um, you know, physics is the law, and everything else is recommendation. Um, meaning that you know, you you can't break physics, but but plenty of people can break the law. Um, and uh, if, if you're breaking <laughs> physics, you you're either wrong, or, or or you need a Nobel Prize. But most likely, you're wrong.
8: Um. <laughs> Elon, can I ask you a question? Uh, a father of half as many kids as you have. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I've heard it said, you know, you want to, you want to die on Mars. And, uh, our, our mutual friend, Lord Martin Reese said, I just hope it's not on impact. And uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but you know, being a father, you've got that cute kid probably right next to you. I mean, He's on my would you take, right now. yeah, I mean, but you have other kids too. and are, are, I mean, to say goodbye to a child is, I mean, you, I don't have to tell you that. It's it's the most painful thing you could ever imagine. But wouldn't you have to? I mean, wouldn't that be kind of the ultimate, you know, going away on a business Can trip you uh, if you were to do that? I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I find it hard to go away on a trip, but I know you sit you take your kids with you. I got one of my girls right here with me right now and she doesn't want to go to bed. But, I mean, what would you do? I mean, could you really say goodbye to some of your kids or some of the people you love? Maybe your mom and never see her again.
0: Yeah, okay. Um. I, I don't want to say about <laughs> it.
8: I mean, but
2: we'll, we'll, we'll do die eventually. Um,
14: I think we don't have to worry about that for a few more years. <laughs>
1: okay. I think so too. Plus, maybe they'll want to come on the trip, right? You don't know. Yeah. And maybe it'll be quicker so you can come back if you want.
14: You fear a you fear a lot of things in your life, but most don't happen.
8: That's very true. Very true. Thank well, you, thank Elon.
1: You so much, Elon, and and uh, and and his mom, <laughs> <laughs> who's Doctor Musk. So two Musks on one space, and then one one person who sounds alike. So you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting trip. I think mm-hmm. um, not quite a trip to Mars, but you know, a trip.
11: It's been sorts. fun.
12: But but but,
6: but right. Catherine,
11: we've got we've got you, we've got Will X, we've got, All right, thanks we've, everyone. got we've got May. That? we do a Thank video you. space hosted by Catherine when they come out. Can we, make that Can we make that happen?
0: Thanks everyone
1: for joining. Really appreciate and really appreciate Elon for being here and for taking so many questions as well. So thanks everyone, and uh, we'll see you in Mars. Or, or just on the
14: platform X, which I won't Wait, dead I
8: won't name. Out there in space somewhere.
14: Good <laughs> night, everybody. Cameron. It's midnight here.
2: Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>